that is a theme song for you. You're probably wondering, why aren't we starting... With Celine Dion? Or Sweet Home Alabama. Or Sweet Home Alabama. But instead, we're starting with the sexiest song you can think of, the Midnight Express theme. Yeah. Well, that's, there's a reason for that, because we're... If if this episode sucks, don't blame us. First of all, everything's off this week, right? This is one of those. Just be glad you're getting an episode week because we had a very busy week. Yeah, we got servers down over here, Murray. I'm supposed to be at my desk doing work. We got fucking. Uh, it's it's m- April 18th, and we have fucking snow. We got fucking plowed by snow. Why the fuck is it always cold as shit when we record? We have no heat here. We got no heat here, so we're still using the and oven. And the next time we record, it's going to be 70 fucking degrees. That's what I hear. That's five days from now. I I want to see it. Let's see it, Michigan. Give me that 70. Anyways, Midnight Express theme. We had a big weekend, Murray. We did. We we we, we uh, gave our sweet boy away, Michael Mullins. We gave our sweet boy away. To a very lovely girl. Of, they dated for, what, 12, 15 years? I believe it was 15. 15. They yep. finally tied the knot. I'm guessing Mike did that for tax purposes. You know, <laughs> he's just like... <laughs> he found out- if you don't know who Mike Mullins is, if you're a new guy, this show wouldn't exist without Michael Mullins. This is 100% true. He is the genesis of the, the Murray and Griff connection. Right. He was a mutual friend of ours, and he yep. introduced us, and the rest is history. Without that cornerstone... Your ears are not being pleased every week. And the shocker of all, if you really, if you're, you're an old schooler and you really, you've listened to some Mike Mullins episodes. That was the first year of our show. Yeah. He hasn't been on like three years. He was a heavy lifter. He he got us through our first Schlocktober. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be back. He's going to be back. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So look for that, Mike Mullins fans. Yeah. But as much enjoyable as the wedding was, I get, I don't know how to talk about this because it's like either. you were a part of the wedding yeah service i didn't make the cut i had to sit in the back i wanted you there as my jj i did i did i, did. I hit somebody with a shoe you did so uh, it, it turns out you can knock somebody out with a penny loafer <laughs> who would have thunk it yeah just put a penny in it it makes it heavier <laughs> and i did i i, I i'm glad you, you gave me your glasses so i could do my glasses work you know you I'm, I'm, I, I can work a prop like anybody's business. I see those hands. You're working on it every podcast. You sit there for hours. Right. Origami, eggs, right. like glasses, <laughs> yeah. gloves, shoes. Yeah. You're doing a great job. Velcro sometimes. But, but, but getting back to you, Griff, because you were in the uh, wedding service. You were the flower boy. I was the flower boy. And you took it very seriously. I got to take it very seriously. You know, when somebody asks you, it's it's a huge honor to be asked to do anything. Or pain in the ass. It's either or pain one. in the Oh, wow. Okay. Either no, one. I go the other way with okay. it. I'm like, you know, they asked me to do something. This is a big day. Like you said, they've been married for 15 years. The pressure's really on. Yeah. You know, everyone's waiting for a big wedding affair. And so I had a, I had to rise to that occasion. And the DJs, I will go ahead and say, tried to fuck me on they that. They totally did. That guy was so jealous of you. He can't, That had to be it. I hit him with a shoe. That's the guy I hit with the shoe. That's the guy. You, okay, that yeah. makes sense. I, who do you think took over the DJ booth for that? Is that, that why you had moment? one muff to your of ear course. and you were scratching? How else are you going to hear the music if you only have it on one ear? It, it was so. It was. It was rough because you know the whole wedding party went out there. Then I was supposed to go right before the bride, so I'm standing backstage with her and her father. And By the way, there's video footage of this from three different angles that. 
Mike, if, if you guys beg for it, I might put it up on Twitter. Yes, I might. That's true. That, like we said, we'll have to put an eighteen plus on that one. Yes, because that I, is you, my friend. You walk a fine line between lurid and obscene, <laughs> and <laughs> sensual and erotic. It's like I don't know how you do it. You're like on that line. I I watched John DeHart all night. That's all I did was watch him do shimmy slide. And he's got like I had to injure my back to get kind of the stiffness because if I'm real loose, then it's really fucking lewd. You get loose, you get lewd. So first describe what you were wearing before we go into what you were doing. All right. So I'm like we've had several of our comic book friends get married now. And I have to one up myself every time. Like I I love, you know, the whole affairs of weddings and getting a nice outfit together. So last September when we're, this was supposed to happen, I go to my, my great sister and I tell her, this needs to be the best outfit ever. I've got I've got this pink shirt. I want to match it with some green pants. And she's like, I don't, you know what? Give me a minute. So my sister comes back with a few ideas. And I was like, man, how much fringe should I have on this? Just as a joke. And my sister's like, oh, fuck, this would work with fringe. And I was like, oh, really? And so she starts sending me a couple different jackets, and I'm on eBay. Within five minutes, I have this beautiful fringe jacket to go over my nice pink shirt, and then I already have a fucking brown, jet, like big old gemstone amber uh, uh, a bolo tie to put on. I already had the brown shoes ready. And then I was like, you know what? This just isn't right yet. Something's missing. Something's missing. And we're in the middle of the suburbs, yeah. There's no rodeo near us. No. And yet within three miles, we have two Western wear stores, one of which I've passed by my whole life and always been like, I got to go in there one day. And I found my moment. And I went in there, and I spent uh, quite a bit of money on a, a nice cowboy hat. So I brought it all together. Fringe, cowboy hat, bolo tie, pink, green, brown. Oh, yeah, and then my Sharon belt. You're, yeah, that was a nice touch. I thought it was a good touch. Brought it all together. Yeah, it was a, it, it was a, a leather belt with the name Sharon in Boston in the back. <laughs> and a big belt buckle. It was good. Yeah, it was. Dakota. It just says Dakota. Not north, not south. Dakota. Yeah. It's up to you to decide. It was good. I so that. if you're wearing that outfit, there's only one song you can play. The theme song for the Midnight Express. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, that fucking DJ was fucking with you because he was, you know, everybody, all the whole, everyone's except for the bride and him have been like yeah, walking the down wh- the aisle. Yeah. So we're all anticipating because we know we, I can't, we can't help it. We, Griff and I steal shows. This is what we do. We can't help that. All right. We That's can't. why nobody ever invites us onto their podcast because you know we'll just steal it right out from under them. That's right. And I'm sorry. That's what we do. But he's great friends with uh, Mike's lovely bride, Jeanette. And oh, she yeah. wanted him in there. She was like, I don't care. I know this is my day, but I I will step aside. If- yeah. I I mean, I still remember the day she asked me, and she was crying. And I was like, Mike, did she cry when you asked her to marry her? Or I, you get the yeah. words right there. And she, you know, Mike told me, no, not at all. But <laughs> when I said yes to being the flower boy, she cried. So I knew it was serious. Yeah. Yeah. And so DJ over here, DJ Homeboy, he starts putting on... Jazzy Jerk. Jazzy Jerk. Oh, I like that a lot. And he puts on the music for Jeanette to walk out. Mm -hmm. And so 
I see everybody stand up, and I turn to Jeanette, and I said, well, these people are about to be incredibly disappointed. At this point, I'm taking my shoe off, but yeah. Well, yeah, you're getting both of them off. You're ready to do a wheel. You're going to just bop people, just walk down, bop, bop, bop. And so it's like 10 seconds into the song before the guy realized, wrong song. I think someone even yelled. Yeah, the groom did. Mike. (laughs) Yeah, that was right. That was Midnight Express. (laughs) And so... He turns off the music, and then he turns it back on a second later, and he plays the the yeah. the, the, the goddamn uh, bride music, uh, bride yeah. music again, yeah. and I just collapsed, and I was like, I am fucked. <laughs> yeah. I am walking out right. to a hostile environment. Right. They're gonna boo me. They're gonna be like, get us the fucking bride out here. And he finally got it on there, and I had to walk out. Oh man. Question: Did you? I know because sometimes you can be. As the as they say, the slave to the rhythm. You just your body just goes on its own. Mm-hmm. Did you choreograph this, or was this just the music just took over? Oh no, there there was one part I wanted to get, and I fucked it up because I was Mike. I wasn't sure Mike was going to do it, and then after they fucked up everything, uh, my timing was off on when that big moment, when the big yeah. thing. I wanted to do that clap right on beat, and I fucked that up. I was like a second or two late. Oh. That was the only thing I had planned. After that, well, I didn't think I was going to look at anybody, but I had to do my little pows at them, and so I had right. to look at Because you people. had a fanny pack full of rose petals. I had a fanny pack and two pockets full of roses. And he was just throwing it. The ladies were loving it. I don't want to talk about the undergarments that hit me. Oh, man, they're all teenage undergarments. I, I don't know why. I don't know were, why, because they're all adults at this. Every, it, no kids allowed. But no, well, and now we know why. Now we know why. Kids would be scarred for life if they saw that display. So do we go on to Con Air now? Yeah. Well, I also want to point out, finally, after months, I finally got to meet Gris' girlfriend. This is true. He's keeping her away from me. I'm, I'm, people don't realize how tenuous this podcast is. We to, to Take a line from... Luke, the bitch from 2025, from last week, <laughs> we dance on the nose of destiny every week. <laughs> so when a new person comes into our orbit, I'm always worried about the feng shui of our show. Like, is he going to fuck it up? It's tough. But I'm happy to say, great. Great job, Griff. Thank you. Great girl. She's a sweetheart. We're going to get her on the show. We'll right now, she's listening. She's getting tense. Like, no! Oh! She she pooped herself when we said we're getting her on the show. Baby That's steps, what happened. Baby steps. Oh, you'll get on here. Right. It's going to be good. So I just want to point that out. All right. Great job. So we're ready for Con Air. Are we? We're not. Cath's, everybody, that story's over. Catheters, put them on. <laughs> yeah. Put your drink, favorite drink helmet on right now. Because this, god damn it, what is with the late 90s and their long action movies with a message that fails on every front? Incredibly dumb, yet incredibly convoluted at the same time. That is my frustration with '90s action. Yeah, this is this is when action movies lost their soul. This is when the great fucking companies like Golan Globus and Carol Co. and Orion they they get subsumed by fucking major studios. They're like, hey, we can make money off because they, they used to look down their nose at like action movies back then and like yeah. horror movies. And they're like, we can make money off this shit, but we got to jazz it up. We got we need to make it big budget. Yeah. We need to have gigantic explosions. Uh, and so many times you can pick out scenes from this movie where you're like, 
we're only extending this movie so we can see this special effect. There's no, there's no story holding exactly. this together anymore. It's just we need to get to the special effects, so let's make some shit up yeah, here. Yeah, that's, that's, that's when it started, and they're still doing it, by the way. Oh, 100%. Every Marvel movie is just five action scenes, and then these strings, some kind of story yeah. through it. And then in this movie, of course, I mean, I could just imagine it today. Oh, coming soon, Con Air, Nick Cage. Uh, uh, Danny Trejo and John Malkovich, John Cusack, that guy that played Duncan. There's so many idiots in this movie and so many of fall social. John Cusack should not have been a character in this movie at all. You actually thought he was okay. But... I thought he was right for the role because he's supposed to be like a, a paper-pushing kind of dweeb. And I thought he fit that role. Yeah. I didn't... He never came off tough to me. No, he definitely did not come off tough, except for when he was talking down Duncan while flying a battle helicopter late in the movie. <laughs> yeah. That whole scene was so fucking stupid. They just said, Why, you notice that's been a theme for the past month. There's always a chopper in our fucking movies. I, in, in the late 90s, choppers were just a diamond dozen. Everybody I, yeah. had a chopper in a movie. Well, I, I, I see your John Cusack. I raised you with John Malkovich because I hate John Malkovich. I don't hate, I don't hate him. I won't go that far. He's not a Ginty level for yeah. me. But I think he's to me he's just so overrated because he's just he's one of those guys that acts with a capital A like he's always like acting and people just love it and eat that shit up and I I don't like that style of I like more subdued shit give me a Harry Dean Stanton like a subdued oh my god like character actor that's yeah. what I'm into so he gets on my nerves like I I mean I've seen him in shit he's been decent I'm not saying he's awful in everything he does yeah. but I just he's the most I, hey I'm not making any judgments here. Is John Malkovich gay? Because he has the most effeminate-sounding voice. There's nothing menacing about his voice at all in this I, movie. I don't know. For a, a plane that's full of criminals, these guys are very rational. They really <laughs> think things through before they do anything. The only right. people who didn't... The, pl the plans are too convoluted. They yeah, could, they could exactly. Just, they could just strip them down a little. The only people that were like just complete reactionaries were like... Duncan! The, were the, the Nazi cops. guy... Duncan, Duncan's whole, Duncan worked for the DEA, I think it was. Yes, it was. So all of that, those people, complete reactionaries. Right. But the criminals were super, like you know, complex. Super geniuses, yeah. They they were like, let's think this plan through. We're gonna work together to get to you know from point A to point B, and then from there, I don't give a shit because I'll be drinking coladas in my uh, tiki. My ties, my ties. Yeah, excuse me, I always get my drinks wrong. You know this, yeah. but I drink them long. I'll say. I, I did like Nicholas. I, I like Nicholas Cage. I think he's one of those guys that just does what he wants to do, and I always appreciate. Like he's like, I don't care if this movie is a piece of shit. I'm yeah. gonna do it. His line reading, his Elvis accent, terrible. Yeah. Um, but I gotta say, him acting with that hair, I could feel it for him. Yeah. Like I could tell he was really liking that because there's that one meme of him just turning and the wind's blowing in his right. hair, and I'm like, yeah, that's like that's a uh, Drago level hand acting with. His face hair and hair. Acting, yeah. yeah. So I got to give Cage a little bit of credit, too. The accent killed me. And it would slip and pick up yeah. at times. Well, it, yeah. It's I mean, very well, if you know, you've ever seen Nicolas Cage, he only has two voices. His voice and Elvis impersonation. And he's full-on Elvis impersonation in this movie. Right. What is one scene you would just chop right out of there? The whole uh, airfield graveyard scene. I would cut all of that out. It's unnecessary. They didn't need... To fucking switch planes or whatever. Well, actually, no. See, I would cut out the the sandstorm scene. That was totally unnecessary. Like they had to stop and pick up more people. Why couldn't they just pick everyone they needed up in the first 
scene. Yeah, that was really interesting. A really long scene, a really convoluted scene. They had to put on new people that were part of the plant. It's like, how did they know all this was going to... Because Cyrus the Virus is a genius. Cyrus the Virus. You like that nickname, at least? No. It was... I'm definitely... All the fucking lines thudded. There was yeah. no great one-liners. They were all... They were... You could even tell, like, like Nicholas Cage didn't even... You can tell he was just like... I'm, just, I'm gonna throw this line out there. I don't believe in this line. You didn't think that I told you to drop the bunny was a good line? <laughs> no. That well, line read you did was great. But I know. I got the perfect Nick Cage because I apparently am Nick Cage. Okay. We both cannot hold an accent. <laughs> yeah, it comes, true. it goes. It's true. not what you're shooting for at all. It's so true. Yeah. I'm definitely just getting rid of the last half hour in Vegas. Get the fuck out of here. I didn't give a shit about any of that. We were both too tired at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we both took naps in the middle. We took breaks. It's not a good sign for a movie, fellas. If We got to like turn the movie off, take a two-hour nap, and then come back to it. Yeah, like I told you, I compared it to the great Jim Cornette's line about a tag match. You get that hot tag, and then your time is fucking ticking. So you have this big battle at the airfield, and then suddenly they're like, all right, let's linger on shit for a while. Let's do a Steve Buscemi side story for a while. <laughs> it goes nowhere. No he, payoff at the all. The man is a complete ghost. He just <laughs> wanders all over the place and just ends up wherever he needs to be. And then at the end, we're supposed to be sympathetic. It was a weird like, character. Oh, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But <laughs> yeah. it's so weird. Oh, man. But I what really impressed me about 1997, and I'm going to bring it up because of the modern times we live in, all of these horrible fucking, we don't respect your life, so we're just going to murder you, convict. There is a person who uh, identifies as a gender that doesn't, he doesn't appear as on the outside. Does he? I thought he was just gay. Well, she apparently wants to be referred to as a woman. And every up on single of one of the criminals respects that, adheres to it, uses the proper pronouns for her and everything. I was there's even well, parts where they uh, wolf wh- or cat whistle at her and everything. It's wolf whistle. Wolf whistle. Yeah. Okay. Um well, if it's just, we were just talking about this before we started recording how you know, we've said this many times on the show. Anytime there's a scene in a police precinct, they have to show the cops bringing in hauling in some hookers to just let, let us know this is a police precinct. Yeah. And I think that's the same thing with prison movies. We have to have the one super squishy gig, like, twank. Yeah. So, like, oh, we're in prison. People fuck that guy in the ass. Yeah. You know? And it's just like, I think that was his character arc. And right. then you said, like, they, I didn't see that. Maybe I'm just, I'm just yeah. buying it, the times. If you listen to it again, you'll hear everybody refer to her as she. I didn't her, hear that. Like, that's all they do. And she's dancing and everyone's the loving most it. Dis- the most it just proves that we were, life was better 25 years ago. We've gone crazy because these hardened criminals are just like, I accept you for you. That's what impressed They didn't the push party. it on them. The way they didn't push it on them. They just yeah. came to it on their own. Yeah. I, I, I'm just so impressed by that. I, I couldn't. I was not expecting that in a movie from 1997, especially since the only real person that everybody, all the comics agreed was the worst person was Danny Trejo. The womanizer slash uh, rapist. <laughs> is that not That's a, a nice way of saying rapist? I said, I said womanizer slash rapist. Yeah, but I'm just saying womanizer. He literally. That is a nice way of saying rapist. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah, womanizer is uh, just a, like a guy, yeah, a player. Okay. Uh, a race womanizer. He, he is a straight rapist. up rapist. Yeah. He, and he has tattoos for every rape. Yeah. And he's very proud of it. 23? 23. Johnny 23. Yeah. Yeah. 
Was that the name of the robot from Short Circuit? <laughs> yes, it was. He only raped five women, though. <laughs> Robots. There's a lot of movie, Murray. All right. Let's ready get, for a lot of trailer? It. The trailer's probably nine minutes Riff. long. <laughs> what are you doing? Stop doing that. I believe Abra asked you not to do that ever again. Oh, my God. I, I can't hear you over the succulent sound of this peach I'm, I'm eating, Griff. So, you know, Griff, I could eat this peach all day, but we got to get to this trailer. Jesus Christ. So, everybody, put your tray up, put your seats upright, and get ready for this trailer for Con Air. Everybody has just hit stop. <laughs> burn, burn, delete. This goes up on YouTube. We're gonna see everyone listen to this for twenty minutes and then killed it. He's a U.S. Ranger, highly decorated. Did a little hell raising when he was a kid, but nothing serious. He's defending his wife. Got in a drunken brawl. And he killed the guy. Could have happened to you or me. After serving the last of his sentence, Cameron Poe is taking the first plane home to his wife and daughter. Today's flight is a special one. We're populating Louisiana's Felton Penitentiary. These guys are the worst of the worst. I see a lot of celebrities among us. I see 11 primetime lives, three Regis and Kathy Lee's, and a genuine 2020 interviewee. What you looking at, punk? Nothing. I was just admiring your cage. But one wrong flight. Stewardess, what's the in-flight movie today? <laughs> can ruin your whole day. What happened? You caught the plane, man! Welcome to Con Air. Jailbird 1, you are not cleared for takeoff. And nobody on this aircraft gives a flying. The issue here is how the plane is brought down. Shoot it down. There are innocent people up there. He's got a little girl to come home to. He's been waiting for this day for eight years. What are you gonna do? What do you think I'm going to do? I'm gonna save the day. Check your weapons. Take your seat. Isn't that your car? And say your prayers. He's got the whole world in his hand. From Jerry Bruckheimer. Nicholas Cage. John Cusack. John Malkovich. Where are they going to land this thing? How do you feel about the blackjack tables? Woo! Buckle up. Con Air. Directed by Simon West. Thank you, and have a pleasant flight. All right, everybody. Let's get through this fucking slog Great trailer. Together. The trailer's probably five minutes long, like this, you know, this movie. Well, yeah. Like I over-explained I, everything. Like I was saying, well, they have to make sure the audience is captivated by Nick Cage's whole fucking history. Let's get his whole fucking history. You can't do this in the montage we get a minute later. We have to actually see it. Well, not really. We just get stock footage yeah. of soldiers doing stuff. 
and we learned that he's an Army Ranger, the greatest of all special forces. There's a whole spiel about how Army... Never leave anybody behind. They mentioned to say that. I thought that was the Marines' Army, motto. But, yeah, yeah, Army man is the best man. We're the front line. We do the hard right. work. We do the grunt work. We get none of the benefits. We come back home. We get spit on. Right. And so we learned, yeah. So he straightened his life up through the military. Right. And he's getting. he's got an honorable discharge. He's ready to start his life with his wife. I guess he yep. had to go away to learn how to be a man. Well, that, that sounded like what they were doing here. And, oh, thank the fucking maker that the director and screenplay and everybody decided that we needed to see that. And we needed to see validation to this. So he's going to go back home. He's still got his clean cut. Right. Just got discharged. You can't, can't have a mullet. Yeah. Clean cut cage. Returning home to... Mobile Alabama. Sweet home Mobile Alabama. And he rolls right up to a bar on an oil rig. <laughs> literally, there's literally an oil derrick pump. It's like the fucking Rock the Casbah video. There's just this yeah. oil rig. And there's fires shooting up from it for some reason. I was so confused when they walked outside because I'm doing my notes, <laughs> looking over, doing my notes. And I was like, they just walked outside. Where the fuck are they? Why are they in an oil field? <laughs> Yeah. So confusing because this bar supplies all the fucking guys that do work on the oil fields. All right, all right. Because they're all roughnecks. There could have been an amazing montage here to wrap all this up, but instead we're seeing it in real fucking. It's an oyster bar too. Do you notice that? It was very weird. How fancy is this fuck? <laughs> like, are oil people that, like, even yeah, the- Well, they're making shit ton of money. Yeah, you make a lot of money doing Well, that. yeah, of course yeah. you do. That's why everyone's like, we got to keep oil around, even right. though all that money that was for the workers now is going- Well, they make a lot of money, too, because it's such a dangerous job. But still, I mean, if you're like high school dropout, you work at an oil fucking rig, you can make way more than you'd get anywhere right. else. No, yeah. it makes 100% sense. You I'm might just... die in your 50s from like whatever poisons you're yeah. breathing in, but hey, you made a lot of money. You got your F-150, so you're good to go. Got to have an F-150. You might even be able to get an F-250. Wow. Anyways, they're sucking down oysters. Here comes our Everyone's pool. horny as fuck because we know oysters. You, you oh, right. Well, that would explain why we have such arrogant men in here is because right. they're horny. They don't up. even respect the military, these guys. That's how douchey they are. Well, no, we're about to learn that they spit in the face of people who lost Vietnam for them. Right. These guys are apparently the hip, hippies because these guys, you would think, would suck the dick of anybody in a military uniform. But That's no. A, you, you know? Right. If you fast forward this movie 20 years later, these are the guys flying, you know, the Punisher skull with the blue line through it, <laughs> right. thin blue line, you know, right. like I support the troops. I sucked my troops dick every night. Like right. they're that level. But- we meet his, he, he, his wife, Trisha, is the waitress at this bar and she's pointing towards belly. We know what that means. I'm preggers. Yeah. Well, where did this happen? I thought he was in the army. How did he get her pregnant? Uh, she's just newly pregnant. Wait, is there like a thing where you can like? I know people send He's a turkey base. You send a turkey base or a jizz well, to her. Well, syringe maybe. Because hear me out. Yeah. We do a thing where we talk about. Well, we don't do a thing. <laughs> people send us whispers and envelopes, and they're we careless. Oh, sometimes it's careless. Sometimes they're very careless. You guys need to be very more careful about those. Careful whispers, please. Careful <laughs> and. You open that envelope, and then you hear the whispers slowly. And there's even a little replay button, because sometimes I'm not ready to hear them. Maybe there is a way. I remember way- last night they went, Ricola. <laughs> <laughs> you need a Ricola? I got him up there. Um, but anyways, so apparently in this uh, future of 1997, maybe they have some jizz technology where he jizzes in the envelope. Because you're okay. right. He hasn't been gone for nine months. He's been gone for longer than that. Well, she's not. She just yeah. She's newly pregnant. She doesn't, she doesn't even have any bump. She's just pointing to her. Oh belt. my god, the timelines do maybe, not match. Maybe Cam is so dumb that he doesn't realize that he has to be there to get his wife pregnant. Maybe she was 
two time in with those oil rig guys. That's the message of this movie that we completely missed. A cucked hero. Cucked Poe, not Cameron Poe. It doesn't po. necessarily make him a cuck. He's not watching. He's not taking enjoyment out of it. He just loves this woman. She happened to get pregnant while he was away, and he wants to be, you know, with her, and he's willing to be the father. That's that's total definition of a cuck. But anyway. no, it isn't. If you allow that, yeah, you're a cuck. Okay, but yeah, whatever. She's miss immaculate conception. She's pregnant. That's what we know. Hey, you know, and what? he's happy for it. Let's let's talk about three little simple facts. We know that Nick Cage is God in this movie. Yeah, it is Easter time. And Jesus, immaculate conception. You said it yourself. Yeah, so you I think it well, all. Easter time's up. more about the death of Jesus. But yeah. yeah. So, anyways, we got we got fucking what is his name? Christian Poe. Cameron Poe. Cameron Poe in here. The real Poe, not the Star Wars Poe. Fuck that guy. Not Edgar Allan Poe. Not Edgar Allan Poe. Cameron Poe. So he's got his ear to her belly. He's doing all the fun. It's dad great. Shit. I love it. I'm going to teach that little boy how to eat a peach. Honka, honka. You throw a honka, honka in there just to let you know he's from the South. It is an Elvis uh, accent, so it makes sense. I feel my temperature rising. But just then, you see the guys with the little ribbed fisherman hats. They're, they shouldn't have been wearing fisherman hats. They should have been wearing oilman hats. Like maybe well, a little They were minor wearing them helmets. ironically, but yeah. Yeah, oh, they're going for Iran. These are Alabama hipsters. Alabama <laughs> hipster. That's my favorite Black Oak, Arkansas song. <laughs> Uh, this is, this guys, we're talking about the first two minutes for best ten minutes. This is gonna be a long one. And I did complain that we needed a montage of this, and here we are, stuck on it. Yeah. You're not listening, to Golden Globe, unless you're stuck on the first two minutes right. of the fucking movie. All right, so these guys, they fucking clear way. They got their two-hearted ales. They don't drink that Budweiser. They don't drink domestics. No, they they're drink, hipsters. We totally they point that drink out. Indie What's beers? your IPAs here? <laughs> How many IBUs in this? I like a dark brew. Ooh, I like a dark. So here they are turning. They're slurping up their oysters. <laughs> they're feeding their friends oysters. <laughs> they're doing it with a little hot sauce, and you can see the chub in their pants because, again, horned up. Right. I wouldn't touch an oyster because you just, I just don't want that erection in my life. Yeah, right. And so they, while he's in, he's enjoying the news of his wife being pregnant, they go, hey, little lady, slaps her on the backside. Why don't you get us more of those IPAs? And she's like, and and we learn that he's, he's steaming a little, but we learn that he, in his past, he was a roughneck, Cam. Yes. But now he went to the army to straighten himself out because well, he wanted because for his lady because she was worried about his dark side. Right, because Lady Poi points out very very precise words. She says, "You used to be a man who would turn around and punch them all right in the face right about now, but I see that the army has made you into a new man, and that you are not going to turn around and punch him right now." And she holds his face, holds his dear little cheeks. And Water falls his face. Water falls his face. Like, and that's right, baby. I love you. <laughs> And then so they have a nice little night. They do. They have some oysters. They on the half shell. They're drinking, and now it's ready they, to leave. Well, uh, we do have to point out that those the, those guys they do get in his face. They do yeah. spit on him. They yeah. do say, you know, you fucking fairies lost us Vietnam. In fact, I don't thank you for your service. And then he undoes a salute, right? Like a reverse. He, salute. he reverse salutes, which right. I don't even want to get into how offensive that is. Yeah. But he blows it off because he's a new man. He's serenity now, serenity now. Right. So rain's falling. They're leaving. They're getting to the car. He's fumbling his keys. They're walking by the fucking oil derrick. He's pumping oil. Yeah, like it makes no sense. 
And you just hear like a sign creaking in the background. It's all eerie. Right. And then these guys are, we ain't done with y'all. And then he's like, Trish, go back to the bar. She's like, she like she gets away. She's like, I'm going to get some help. Yeah. She runs away. So Cam is just surrounded by three guys. I like this, that his army training has taught him how to walk right into a situation where he's surrounded. He doesn't walk so he has something behind him. He walks right in the middle of these three people because he's like, this is my greatest advantage is to have three people surrounding me. And first he's getting handed to him, and but then he, he turns the tables and he starts kicking ass. Kicking so much ass, one guy has to go for his knife. Oh, no. So he pulls out a switchblade. I was hoping it'd be a butterfly, but these guys are not that... If it was Sean Wu, yeah, there'd, the, there'd be pigeons flying everywhere. In the rain, yeah. slow motion rain trickling on the knife as he... In fact, I could have swore this movie... I, I thought it was a Michael Bay movie. I don't know who the fuck directed this movie. But... Simon something. Okay, but... I looked yeah. him up. He has yeah. done some other things. He sucks. <laughs> okay. So, he has no choice. He has to use lethal force. So, he does the old, like, push your... Your palm up to the guy's nose, to yep. push their fucking cartilage into their brain, kills them. Yes, and Murray, let's point out right now what did he not do? He did not say, "I'm standing my that own was his round." P- that was it. That's why he goes to jail. And this is a this is a man of God. We've talked about it. He's the son of God, if you right. will. And he all all you have to do is declare that in front of God and the stars and Zeus and everybody. He didn't do that. So, no. so he kills one guy. The, his buddy grabs the knife, so there's no evidence, and then he runs, and then the other two run away. So all the bar patrons and everything, they come out, and our shopkeeper and everything comes over. He holds the guy in his hands. This is my best customer. Those, those fucking indie beers cost $45. I make $80 in profit off of those. Those are good gambling This odds. guy's a murderer. So now we cut to the court scene. We get, of course, fucking Poe, Cam, he's adamant. I'm innocent. I didn't do anything. He's got fucking Saul Goodman as his lawyer (laughs) telling him, nobody saw this. You can just say you didn't do it. They have no No, he was the opposite. He was his Saul Goodman was like, take the plea bargain. Take it. Say you're guilty. Take the he's like, no, I'm gonna stick and say I'm gonna he said, I'm gonna stand my ground tonight because I didn't stand it that night. Yeah, oh, okay. And see, that's the problem. So then but then he gives in because he's like, Look, you'll be out in a year, you'll be time to see your daughter's first birthday, and that's what because Cameron he's a man he's a man of honor. He learned that from the army. Yeah. But he's like, I gotta do this for my my daughter. So he takes the plea. That's the lesson of this movie is the American judicial system is gonna fuck you. Yeah, he pleads guilty. And by, there's not a fucking jury in America that's going to put a veteran in jail for defending himself, nope. no matter how sketchy the situation was. Nope. So this I, is how ridiculous the premise of this movie is to begin with. I mean, you can even look at the judge. He's slurping up oysters. You could just... <sighs> well, the judge was a total prick. He's like, because he's like, Saul was like, you're going to need a year. You're going to get the maximum seven to ten years yeah. for manslaughter. That's right. And then so now we're we're in the fucking prison. So this is where we spent forty five minutes covering the first few minutes. Uh, if Simon, what's his face, would have done a good job with this movie editing it down, we would have got all that in this nice little wrap up montage thing they do. This is our first ever letter montage because we see yeah. like seven years of clips. Right, like like. 
this guy, he's the perfect convict. He, even if he got this sentence, he'd be out in a couple years. Yeah. Because he doesn't do anything. He just chills. Because we see he's he's just work. He's working on his mind and his body. He's oh learning Spanish. He's learning origami. Right. Because they just hand him shit and he just learns it. <laughs> he just sucks it up. He just sucks it up. He's doing yoga. Just like a good old oyster at the oyster party. Right. Just slurps it in. He gets the little care packages, like you're saying, the letters from his daughter, plus some snowballs, the yeah. the, the hostess The things. hostess. Oh, and my, this is, <laughs> my friend baby doll loves some snowballs. Baby doll? Me and baby doll? <laughs> baby Odell. Yeah, we, 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 it's too close. Yeah, because, of course, every movie, every prison movie, we have a white protagonist. We have to have a black body that shows him the ropes. You it it kind of shows you what we thought of the uh, prison system even then. Yeah. And he, so we see, played by Michael T. Play, Michael T. Williams, who played Bubba from Forrest Gump. Oh, nice! Yeah, this is a star-studded movie. I mean, there's all everybody in here. I go, I know who that guy is, you nice. know. Okay. But uh, yeah, and he's like mopping the floors. Hey, buddy, got some of those snowballs for you. Hands them off because, like I said, the, the accent comes and goes. Sometimes yeah. he's just full gauge. Sometimes <laughs> he does Elvis, and he's getting, he gets his like all-terrain vehicle magazine. Remember the fuck that was off-roading magazine. Off-roading. Well, he month. is an Alabama boy, right? That makes sense. And he gets a letter from his daughter every year or whatever. Is this once a year, like his birthday, they just send him a care package? Well, that's kind of how they uh, did it in the montage. I think they wrote more often. It's just we didn't get that. But any, anyway. And you know in prison, there's nonstop riots. So there's the scenes of him reading a letter while there's people setting people on fire outside. <laughs> people being raped right on, on his fucking cell. He's just, he's just so entranced by the message from his daughter. That's the message of this movie. No one... I'm impressed, first of all, that like a three-year-old can read and write. She's like writing letters to no. her fucking dad. I was thinking that and comparing it to my nieces and nephews, and it's like I think my oldest nephew is seven now, and he's getting into the reading and writing. Yeah. And it's it's like a child. She <laughs> is reading and writing. Dear Daddy, I'm starting preschool right now. Yeah. Better writing than uh, the girl's mom from 2025, too. The penmanship well, was impeccable. Come on. We talked about that. She had a severe stroke. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, so, like you said, we're getting, we're, we're learning about the family dynamics. She can't wait for her daddy to come. On her seventh birthday, he's going to be released. On July 14th, I wish I remembered <laughs> all of the lead in to. Uh, King Diamond's Abigail, because that's what I would go into right now. 1777. <laughs> 7th day of July, 1777. Oh, thank you. Anyways, God, it's so many references that me and you get. Yeah. That's why we're going to have to do our Tippy Tap, the reference book episode. <laughs> <laughs> the Wikipedia episode for this episode. Right. Anyways. So now he's finally, it's finally, that's the day, day of parole. Day and of Odell's parole. happy for him, baby O. He's like, yo, brother, I'm happy for you. By the way, I'm going out, I'm leaving with you too. They're sending me to a worse prison, but I'm at least leaving. Yeah, I, I didn't catch on to this. I didn't yeah. understand that baby O was on the plane too. Yeah, because he's getting transferred to another prison. Pl- it uh, took me prison. so long to figure this out. This movie plot is the stupidest. <laughs> it's yeah. the stupidest. I like I like the idea for an action movie, but the fact that they're trying to wade in severity and like meaning and messaging makes it so fucking stupid. And we also learn that baby O's diabetic while they're walking out. It's like, I hope they have my insulin for me. That's not going to come in later on. All right, Murray, we got to get over to the real fucking creeps of this movie. The real weasels in the world. Politicians, they're talking up their new max security prison. 
We're basically talking about, uh, maybe you're familiar with it, the Adult Swim show Super Jail? Yes, I've seen it. I love that concept. I don't know if that was a show for you. It was a show for me. But it's basically Willy Wonka meets uh, prison. And that's that's what we're doing. We're just constantly one-upping ourselves until we have a Willy Wonka of prison systems. This is for the worst of the worst. Rapists, serial killers, murderers. People who write bad checks. All the worst people. Oh, man. Don't tell me Porch about pirates. Porch. porch pirates, Griff. They're getting finally getting their gumuppance. We're riddled with them nowadays. Yeah. That's for sure. And where they're getting there, they got a, they got a special plane for them called the Jailbird. The Jailbird Which, one? I would have said Jailbait. That's but Yeah, Jailbird. Yeah, yeah Jailbird. And we're getting a load. For some reason, why are we loading up? In the worst of the worst, and Nicolas Cage. Why can't they just send him on another plane? I, I don't know. He's like the is one. was Cyrus the virus? Is he in the same prison? I guess he is. Yeah, because they're all they're all in the same. I know same Billy prison. Bedlam was in the same prison. Yeah, but they are at the one place. Maybe he was already on. He wasn't already on Jailbird One. No one was. No one was on Jailbird. <laughs> <laughs> no one was on Jailbird One at this point. So everybody apparently came from this prison. Yes, and now we, then we also meet. Your least favorite character, uh, Agent Vince God, Larkin, sucked. And they do a zoom. They do a nice Quentin Tarantino, Tarantino <laughs> zoom in on his feet, wearing sandals with socks. You see all of his little toes fluttering. I thought he was wearing socks. Was he? Did he have his toes out? I didn't notice. I, I thought it was even worse. Socks. I thought it was socks. Socks and sandals. Ooh, san- with a suit. You're gonna wear sandals with a fucking suit. Well, you said it, John Cusack. He brought this to the characters. <laughs> like he's like this guy who wears a suit right. with sandals. He's and the socks. guy who believes in the rehabilit- rehabilitation of prison. Our man Duncan O'Brien, the the uh, the engineer from Star Trek: Next Generation, he's like, "That's where I knew him." Punish from. these motherfuckers. And we know a Duncan is such a badass because he drives a Corvette with a license plate that says "As Kicker." Kicker. Well, what? And I, not only that, he parks in handicapped spots. That's how we're, we're, we're like telling us what a douche he is. It's not that he pulls forward into him either. He backs. Up right into handicaps. That's why it. do people do that? Why do people back? It's like it takes longer to back up into a parking spot. I hate you people that fucking. I'm standing there waiting because you have to back up. What are, is this a jewel heist? Are you gonna? You need a quick getaway? Fuck you! You backing up, motherfuckers. I didn't realize we we're gonna touch on a sore subject, but I hate we those are. motherfuckers. It's a. It's a long episode. Duncan, main. I totally connected with my hatred of Duncan. I, I, I gotta hate this guy. Yeah. So it worked. It, it is working. They did a good job. I think that was all that actor. I think he realized this is how I put it over the top. Right. All right. So we also learned that they have their own things going on because, as we learned in 9-11, our various levels of, like, global protect or, or uh, U.S. protection, our FBI, our local police, our state police. Homeland Security. N- Homeland Security. None of them know how to work together. Right. They, they're, they're, yeah, it's constant rivalries. It's all a pissing match. Right. And... <laughs> All of us citizens suffer for it, right? just right. like the people who died, unfortunately, in 9-11. Right. So this is kind of like a, a little teaser of that because we see that they're like, we can't let this get to the FBI. So we're going to go ahead and fuck this whole mission up just because we want to get the W. Well, they all want to do it their way. And so Duncan works for the DEA. And we learn the reason he's there is because there's a drug lord's nephew, I think, is on this plane. Yeah, it's uh, Cisco. Francisco. Sin- Francisco Sedino or something. Senad- Senado, I think. Senado? Something like that. And this is their last chance to get to this guy to get some info so on 
where they can find his uncle. Or so the, the point of the undercover agent was just to talk to him. Yes. Okay. That was where we're getting this. Somehow he they're gonna they, they've had this guy in custody for I don't know who who knows how long. He's gonna break him in an hour long plane trip. It's the fucking stupidest plot ever. Like you had a good. I like the idea of the plane and the people chain and. It's That's, too convoluted. They're putting a hat on a hat, Griff. Well, yes, they are. But it's like it's fine for an 80-minute movie to extend this another 45 minutes. It's fucking ridiculous. Anyway. So then we get the breakdown of the plane because we need to know because we have to get everything spoon-fed to us now because it's a 90s action movie. We said that they have an undercover agent? Yes. His name? Willie. Okay. Right? Yes. I didn't even know. I just put agent. I didn't know he had a name. You put you put Willie in the notes. All right, no, it was Willie. Okay. Willie, Willie. And we learn we and we get the classic uh, uh, prison guard run who runs the thing. Say, all right, ladies. They always have to say, "All right, ladies," to let him know that he's going to emasculate these guys and all this shit. Do oh, tough guy talk. Before we get on the plane, we do have to bring up that they try to give Willie a gun. Yes, you're right. So okay, okay. Yeah, come on, this is playing into like the whole fucking stupid plot of this fucking movie. And so I guess uh, we'll do the Vince, who's Cusack, he's like, no, there are no guns on this fucking plane. This is a peace plane. It's a love plane. It's a soul plane. There is no guns on there. The only gun is our chef, Amaro Lagasse. Bang, bang. He's going to make him a fucking sweet-ass omelet. And Duncan, he goes unwillingly, he's like, all right, grudgingly. He's like, all right, give me, give me your gun. Yeah, and then he winks because Willie. Willie had a secret gun. He, he had the, he had the Willie dynamite gun just nestled right there next to his right. penis. Yeah, which is the perfect way to hide a gun. I don't know why they didn't let him. None of these convicts are going to be looking at his penis. So then we learned, like I said, we get the the, the, the hard talk in prison guard. All right, ladies, you're gonna go to the prison, and yada yada. And we also need there's a female guard because like you said, it's a very progressive prison system. Yeah. We actually met her on the bus on the way over right. and everything, and everyone was giving her shit, but she's got a heart of gold. Well, she doesn't take shit. We learned that. She's like, this is a woman that's going to take shit from you fucks. Right. And, we, and she was the uh, female lead in Total Recall. That what, I was like, I know this woman. Yeah. Oh, Her yeah. name's Bishop. Whoo, she is a fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger's dick. Yeah, aren't we all? <laughs> and so, yeah, we, so we get the breakdown of how the plane works. No weapons at all involved. Uh, uh, Allowed. There's a pi- there's one pistol in a lockbox. It's in with the with the. It's in the pilot's pilot. cockpit, and then there is a small arsenal. Why? Why? Good question. Because in the, in the belly of the beast. Because most of the belly of planes are pressurized. So how are you can maybe if you had to use guns, you're gonna have to go down there, die. Yeah. So in a serious situation that everything's going out of control, yeah, just go ahead and get down there to the belly of the plane and get. I the mean, guns the, out. of course, the answer is because we need them to have guns later in the movie yes. for this great scene that should have been cut. I, exactly. And then, so now we now we get we got we know how the plane is now we got to get our killers our and worst of the worst. We're gonna go ahead and hit that sweet nineties music. Dun, 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 the music is horrible dun, dun, dun. in this movie. It's awful. Celine Dion everywhere. We meet our really worst of the worst. We have like I think John Cusack that goes down the line. That guy right there, Billy Bedlam. His wife cheated on him. He didn't kill his wife. He drove three hundred miles to where her family lived and killed her family and the family dog. This guy, I recognize this guy. This guy was on an episode of X Files. Yeah, he it was he played a, like a serial killer who would wash women's hair. Oh, 
Oh, before – was it like a neck snap thing or – No, I think – I might be remembering this I'm more wrong. intrigued by this than this movie. <laughs> yeah, he was actually more intriguing in this episode of X-Files than he is in this movie too. Yeah. He was super creepy because oh, he had okay. that – like remember the Caesar haircut? He had like that kind of haircut, yeah, the this, short bangs. Yeah. And he was like this creep and he'd wash women's hair. And I think it was because it's X-Files, so it's got to be paranormal. I think right. he was – he could like stretch his body so he could like get into like small spaces. Like he would get into like uh, air ducts. That mm. was like his thing. I like that yeah. way more than I like this. <laughs> yes. But that's him. Then we meet Nathan Jones, Diamond Dog. Diamond Dog. Isn't that a Bowie album, Diamond Dog? No. Okay. It's close, though. Okay. And it's played by Ving Rhames of Pulp Fiction fame. And he's a black nationalist. He hates honkies. And he killed some NRA people, I think, was why he was in there. Yeah, they said, this guy's got the balls of a buffalo. Because he went into an NRA station and said, you motherfucking crackers. And then left. And then, then we meet Malkovich, the effeminate genius serial killer, Cyrus the Virus. He's killed a lot of people. Yeah. He's very smart. He earned nine PhDs in prison and an honors degree from Yale. And then a pre-famed David Chappelle as Pinball the Crackhead. He's just a crackhead, an everyday crackhead. Somehow he's on this plane with the worst of the worst. Yep. And, th- and then they usher in Poe and they're like, oh, this guy? He's a nobody. <laughs> Why is he on the plane? Yeah, I know. Put him on a bus. Put him on the. He was already on the bus. He first of all, he's released. He's not a prisoner anymore. He's Just well, let him no, go. He's about, on the way to his parole. Supposedly, he had to go back to the prison or the court system that he's got the piece of paper that says parole. So he's good. He go. was supposed to go back to like the court system that sentenced him, and that's why they were flying him. I this movie. <laughs> We had to plead his case to the parole board. Is that what he's doing? That was supposed to be. Usually they do that in the prison you're at. I don't know why they're flying him to the max security prison. Because they need you to ignore that. Well, no, he's going to be released at Carson City. That's what he's going to do. Because remember, oh. there's that another unnecessary scene where they have to stop. But wasn't that part of another ne- unnecessary? Never mind. Yes, they're all. This whole movie's unnecessary. This whole movie's unnecessary. Anyways. We got Duncan inspecting because everybody as their go- diamond dog, pinball, uh, Poe, e- and Poe gets this photo of his daughter stolen by the mean guard, Fizzoli. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm going to get that picture back home. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice little touch so there. Everybody's getting patted down and everything. And then Checking we get- their mouth, everything. Bend over, spread your cheeks, and cough. They're doing it all. Oh, they're getting way up. The one guy stops uh, David Chappelle, and he's like, "Oh boy, your 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 mouth smells like asshole." He's like, "Well, the guy told me he cleaned himself before I butthole tossed served him." Salad. Toss the salad. Yeah, toss the salad. Say in prison, Griff. Yeah, yeah, toss salad. Thank you. You watched Oz. Yeah. And so, yeah. So everyone's getting cavity searched. Every cavity searched to the extreme. Yeah, over to the. Extreme. And now they're loaded on up. Under Ex- the plane. Except for Willie. Big Willie. Who it medium Willie. <laughs> who's being Adequate Willie. Who is getting ready to be inspected by Fazoli and then Duncan stands, he goes, I got this guy's butthole. <laughs> Leave it to me. He's got weird <laughs> creaky corners that, you know, I need a my fingers know how to prod him. So he's going to check him out. And he goes straight for the tube sock. Dumps <laughs> fucking giant gun in that giant tube sock. Perfect place to hide a gun because tube socks are so bulky. So we talked about earlier how he had the Willy Dynamite little pistol Pete. Right. And he's decided to give him like a fucking hand cannon, <laughs> stick it into his pants sleeve, try to pull the pants sleeve over. It takes a minute because it's so fucking big. And then he's like... Go get it, Willie. Pats him on the butt, kisses him on the cheek, rubs his shoulders. 
<laughs> no one notices. Yes. And then, Griff, there wasn't enough explanation. We get more explanation no! in this movie. Falzone, whatever that fucking guy, he explains. Well, I'm just reading what you said right here. It says Falzone. I didn't pick his oh, name Oh, shit. That, that, that is it. He, he explains some more shit about how this plane works. And if you act up, they will fucking gag and bag you. Yeah, he's like, I ain't your friend. I am a security guard. I am the law. Thin blue line. Blue lives matter. I'm standing my ground right here. I am making it official right now, so you we guys got us know. a failure to communicate. And of course, there's so out of all the horrible comics. Okay, we do need to mention that Cyrus the virus is loaded into a cage. Yes, the most dangerous Diamond Dog, Cyrus, and Danny Trejo were locked into cages. Trejo was. No, he wasn't. Trejo right. was yeah, not. Right. It was he just wasn't. the two. Yes, and then there's a third later. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So so the two. I are, think Billy Bedlam was put in a cage too. You're not. You're right. Billy yeah. Bedlam was put in a cage. Yeah. And so now we just have some fodder in there as well. And the fodder are the people who mouth off to uh, Fazoli or Falzone. And uh, so the one guy mouths off, he gets face bashed in just to prove. <laughs> the guy don't fuck around. That he doesn't fuck around. And then they bag him up too. Well, they put uh, duct tape over his mouth. Yep. That's the gag part. And then they bag by putting a bag over his head because this has, this, we have to be spoon fed everything. This is going to come into play later on, people. Right. And since we really need to get to know how evil everybody is, we get to see Cyrus have a little conversation with Johnny 23. Probably your favorite of all the movie. <laughs> yes. You just love Cyrus the Virus. I though. hate rapists. Well, he leaded him on first because he was Sick. like, oh, are you Johnny 23? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Hey. Now, I, was, I was totally gobsmacked because I'd never seen Trejo. Trejo without a mustache. I didn't. I knew it was him, but I was like, what is this? I mean, when I think rapist, I think mustache. So it would be the perfect time to have a mustache. Hey man, come on. I'm just saying. You got a rape stash. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, he's like, I heard that every time you get you rape somebody, you get a tattoo for it. Yeah, check out the arm. Check it out, Holmes. I, got, I get a heart tattoo for everyone to fuck. And he's like, I think he looks over at Sally, the guard, and he's like, yeah. I'm looking at number 24. I'm going to add you to the list. And oh, I hate rapists. I detest them. And so then, we learn that Cyrus has a code. He start, He We went in, and I know people love this whole little Malkovich line that he does. You're like that. Rapists are like that white foam that appears when your mouth goes dry and you're there. I have a special hatred for you like that white foam on the side of your mouth. He's going on that tire. But at the same time, he's looking down at his palm and he's picking at it and you could tell yeah. like they just put glue on their hand yeah. and it dried out. But there's a needle in their hand or some right. kind of metal object. It was just a needle, yeah. It was a, it was a international object. Or like a tiny nail. International object. Yeah. And we see Diamond Dog doing the exact same thing. They're getting ready to take off, and they're pulling off their na little nails. Yep. And and that's so all you need to just pick a, a handcuff lock. We all know that. Yeah. And Okay, we're about to see it in a second here. It takes them literally two seconds <laughs> right. with that little object to just jam it in, release the, the fucking lock. Why even have keys? You could just put like anything in there and release the cuffs. But, now pin, it, but Pinball, played by Dave Chappelle, he apparently has cat-like gag reflex. Pinball. Because he was, <laughs> this was this creeped me the fuck out. And then, he pulls up like floss, dental floss. Yeah, like where was was this tied around his back tooth? Like, why? Did he, how? How is he vomiting this shit up? It's amazing. And he starts pulling, and we see he's got. I thought he had like a condom or something. And pinball has been trying to like make 
cozy with everybody. He right. like he's like he's the sassy black guy character. We yeah. have to have that character too in the action. He's making movie. jokes with Poe, and Poe's like, I don't talk kindly to criminals. Right. You are a criminal, Poe. You killed a man. And then there's a Native American next to him. He starts calling Chief. He doesn't like Chief for some reason. And the guy goes, what's going on, Chief? And he's like, how? And then he's like, they, they take off. And he's like, sorry I got to do this, Chief. I hope you forgive me if you survive. And he's got a little vial of like gasoline. He's some accelerant. He just squirts it on Chief. Chief's like, what are you doing, Kimosabi? Fire then, water. Lights that he's literally fire water. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. And he lights the match, sets fucking Chief's dick on fire. It was Chief from One Floor of the Cuckoo's now, so it wasn't. He wasn't okay. Okay. So he was being right by calling him Chief. All right. So all hell breaks loose. All hell's breaking loose. There's so many fucking things happening. You had to add to this because I didn't even notice yeah. everything. Baby O's insulin vials that they were just going to get. Yeah. They get broken. Yeah, he, yeah, he needs his injection right then and there. All of them but one. One. Okay, but sad. they had a syringe. They had no, no, no syringes. No. They had the vial. They didn't yeah, have the syringes. Syringes got got all broken up. And then, uh, so the pilots, you know, they get called up and they're told, "Hey, we need that gun back here." So they're about to come out with the gun. Cyrus, of course, has broken out of his cage and everything. He is hitting himself like by the door. Lets the pilot come out. I think Danny Trejo releases all the guys in the that might have been cages. it. Yeah, yeah. So Cyrus gets up to the pilot's door. Surprise attacks him. Gets the gun out of his hands after one guy gets shot. I know one guy gets shot. Well, co-pilot's like, "What's going on back there?" Because there's commotion going on. And then he goes out there, and that's when Cyrus, like, grabs him because he had yep. a gun. Yep. And he's like, we're taking over this plane. Welcome to Con Air, people. So we got one guy dead. We got a bunch of people fucked up. We got Fazoli knocked out. Yeah, he gets beat up. He gets beat up. Of course he does. Because he was mouthing off. Right. And so uh, now, like you said, Cyrus is just, hello, everybody, and welcome to Con Air. Johnny, like, I gotta add to my tattoos, man. So he jumps immediately. At, like, does it, like, come on, dude. We just got released. You don't have to immediately, like, romance her a little. He just jumps on Bishop. On a plane full of fucking life, like, just the worst criminals. He's the only buddy, only person on here with criminal intent all the time. Yeah, apparently we got the, the one plane where the people have issues with sex crimes because they don't want any of that hanky-panky happening on this plane because all of them are like, no, you're not going to rape this woman. It's incredible. All these people are like, let's work together. They're very chivalrous for psycho killers. (laughs) So you're not going to rape anybody. And like Cyrus grabs fucking Johnny 23. Poe does, actually. Poe Poe rips him off. Poe jumps into action, rips him off. And he tells him, your dick flies out of those pants. Then you fly, or yeah, was dick flies out of these pants. Then you fly out of this plane. Sorry, we're trying to move it along. So, (laughs) anyways, we learned that Cyrus is working with Francisco Sindor. Well, he's yeah, he's working to uh, yeah get his nephew out because his nephew's on the plane. Yep, and that that's why that's like how everything's supposed to be connecting. We learned that there's this massively convoluted plan to get off. Right, of course, it's going to be convoluted. So Willie gets on Chackle, too, because they think he's one of them. Right. And we see, I think it was Pinball and Chackling him. 
And so Willie starts getting the willies and immediately gets unshackled, yeah. grabs his gun, grabs... He pulls, it's called pulling a Stallone from Kojak episode. Oh, he call. immediately fucking freaks out. You're right, and shoots a kid in the somebody, face. Somebody threw some birdseed, and he just snapped. Food! He thought fucking uh, Malkovich was Kojak, he's bald. That makes sense. Malkovich grabs the female guard, Bishop, and there's, yeah. this, there's a, a Mexican hostage standoff. Right, and of course, Cyrus is just like, you want some two-bit crackhead? I... Take him. I don't give a shit. Poe is in the middle. He's he's the mediator. He's like, let's let cooler heads prevail, y'all. Honga, honga. Can I tell you about Blue Hawaii? And so, yeah, they, uh, I think Pinball just somehow gets out of, away from. Uh, Another guy comes out of nowhere, and okay. this is the second guy who's about to be shot because Willie gets his attention distracted from him. One of the nameless ghouls. Uh, yeah, he's coming out of the toilet. He's coming out of the toilet. Comes at oh. Willie. Willie turns, shoots him in the face, oh. and then Cyrus has the chance to shoot Willie. So right. Willie gets shot dead. Yeah, so he's dead. Willie, don't be a hero. Don't be a fool with your life. So Cyrus has an extra gun now. He's got two guns on this plane that has very few guns. That's a big thing. So in all the whole melee, we learn because okay, stay with us, people. It's a convoluted plot. First, they're going to stop at Carson City. They which have to. They have to because they were going to unload six prisoners, Poe being one of them. Poe. And they were going to bring on ten more. I think it was three. No, it was ten because this is this is what happened. No, no, no. Unload three because when No, they- no, no. They were going to unload six, but they lost three, get, got killed. There's six prisoners they're unloading. Three got killed in the process of this jail. Oh, break. so they need to only replace three. Right. And they can get rid of the other three. Exactly. I got you. I'm sorry. But, this movie convoluted. Exactly. I don't. I, yeah. Hey, I know. So, yeah, because they, they have, like, the itinerary, and they're like, uh, Cyrus, three of these fuckers are dead, and, and they're white. Because first, like, Odell's like, I'll fucking go. Yeah, baby Odell. Because he's got diabetes. He needs his fucking insulin. So right. I, I get it. Even Poe's like, get the fuck off this plane. Yeah, and Poe's like, I'm fucking going, too. Like, I don't want to be a part of this. Right. I just, I just want to get to my family. And then the guy's like, Cyrus, no, they're, they're three white guys. They're, they're all Polish names. There's no way we could get away with this. Even though they later on we learn they can because they gag and bag everybody when they butt. But anyway, we got to figure out a convoluted way to keep Odell, who's dying, on the plane, and to keep Poe on the plane because he's like, "I'm not leaving you, buddy." I'm R- right? Because Poe is there; they're ready to push him off the plane and everything, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, you know what? I uh, I'm actually getting cold feet. The thought of freedom. I just realized I can't get off. Uh, I'm gonna go." Right. Maybe because the original plan was I'm gonna get off. I'm gonna run straight to the cops and say that this kind of, the the plane was taken over. But now he's like, shit, I'm I'm not leaving you, buddy. So yeah. I'm staying. So now we're learning. They they you know telephone down to control tower or anything. There's a horrible sandstorm. As luck pi- would have it, there happens yeah. to be a sandstorm that they can really use their horrible advantage. sandstorm. And the pilot's like, I can't land on that. And Cyrus, of course, like, uh. I do believe you can, and I do believe this is working out just as I drew it up in my plans. He's that good right. that he knew there was going to be a sandstorm on right. his day. Yes. This is Star Wars writing where it's just like, hey, the Force. It was the Force. It doesn't matter if it doesn't make sense. It was the Force. So they're like uh, – they decide they're going to use some of the guards as, as and dress them all like prisoners. The prisoners they have to get off because they're going to gag and bag them. So they don't need to worry about which, – which tells you they don't need to worry that they're white, but – like I said, convoluted plot. So they're going to use Felzon, or where the fuck his name was. Felzon. And uh, Poe takes the 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 uh, convict's uh, clothes off of Willie, 
Yeah. And notice is this it's 97, this gigantic reel-to-reel wire on him. It's not that fucking movie with Val Kil- no, not Val Kilmer. <laughs> Gene Hackman, the 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 oh, I don't remember what it's called. I watched that. But it's fucking real to real deck. It's going from one like yeah, we one had no, ways we had no, up to nothing chest. digital in ninety seven. Nothing was all digital. There was no Walkmans. There was <laughs> none of that shit. It was real to real stuff. So Cameron gets the little uh, light bulb goes off in his head. I'll stuff this on into Falzone's thing, and they'll know something's up. Maybe Duncan wanted Willie dead. Maybe because you're right. That didn't make any sense there. We're all worried about him having a gun in his tube sock. He's got a fucking giant reel-to-reel in his weight. What the fuck? Anyways. Which the the, the search didn't pick up. The search. Well, Duncan searched him. So. Oh, that's, oh, you're right. Okay, yeah. So Because no, cause once again, because like every movie, no one but Duncan knows that they have this guy. Why would you? Why would that be that way? It, Everybody in the DA should know about this. It's but, the fucking stupidest. Yeah, yes. It is Anyways. So, all right, so then they, they got their six guys because they got some guards that are going to throw off the plane. We need to add more to this. We need to get Vince some more time because, you know what, John Cusack's in this movie, so we need to get scenes right. for him. He's the guy, I don't remember his name, from Manhunter. He's the guy who gets in the minds of the I don't people. remember that either, but, yeah, yeah you're right. You're Will right about that. something or other. Well, that show's done, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I was thinking about the movie. Now, I'm not oh, talking. About, I'm not talking about Mindhunter. I'm thinking about Manhunter, the Hannibal Lecter, the first. That movie. movie's good. I like yeah. that movie. Uh, Will something? I don't remember his name. And he, he's like, if I take me to Cyrus's cell, I'll find stuff. I'll fucking you know magic it up, and I'll like look and see shit, and I'll figure it out. Oh, was that how? Because I just remember guards going in there and be like, it looks like cocaine. Well, the guards go in first because I think he has to drive to the. Oh, the whole, okay. The, the prison or that whatever. That makes sense. So the guards, are, and they notice, I don't know how, they notice that one of the cinder blocks is made out of toothpaste, dry well, toothpaste. I don't know what's... It already had like a chip out of it, and they look at the ground and like, oh, cocaine, let's gummy it. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, this isn't fucking cocaine. And, and so they start yeah. uh, going full-on mole mode on, on the brick, yeah. and they tunnel completely through it by the time that Willie, or not Willie, Vince rise. Right. And so we see that all the plans, all the maps, everything, you figure he would destroy this shit or like, you know, he's a genius. He was memorized. all. Why this would shit. he? Well, I guess he can't bring it with him. Flush it on the toilet. Yeah. Maybe get some of that lighter fluid that pinball had. <laughs> yeah. Like there's so. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened here with this big line break? <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, you could have cur- get this. Uh, behind the curtains. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So like then. So like Vince is like, all right, I'll check it out. So then we cut back. To the plane. Plane arrives in Carson City. We uh, Cyrus and some of the boys dress up like prison guards. Yep. And they're explaining the situation. They're like, these guys went crazy. I had to gag and bag them. So they're like, why do these fucking guys have masks on? These are like the low-level criminals. We're just going to take you know, the fucking minimum security prison. Yeah. And they're loading up. And then we see this is where we... What was the name of she? He? Was, did he have a name? Fuck, it was something. Riley... Fem- I don't know. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say stereotypical gay guy. Stereotypical gay guy gets on on the plane. He's like, "Woo, parade!" Gets on there, and the uh, and our, my favorite Swamp Thing gets on. That's the only person that's important to the plot. Right, is Swamp Thing. So that's the only one right. we're gonna worry about. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the thing. That's why I didn't know why this character, the gay character, was on there. It was just there to make fun of gay people because it's like, why is what's his purpose besides being a gay stereotype? 
I that's it. That's that's the only person. <laughs> like I said, it's purpose. It's, it's it's a prison movie. You have to have a little Twinkie guy, right? And again, I was just surprised that everybody was so cool with them. <laughs> yeah. Like they were just These like times they are changing. Uh, yeah, they they were just hooting and hollering for her. They yeah. loved her. They were like, "Hey, get our rear for us." Oh, I get it. Get our rear for us. Rear. That's not good. No, that's not a good no, joke. No, I'm no, sorry, everybody. Not. That was horrible. What is good, Swamp Thing? Because Swamp Thing is going to be the pilot. Did they kill the pilot? What happened to the pilot? Or did they they disguise the pilot as one of the convicts and take him off the plane? Because I don't know what happened to the pilot. I don't remember what happened to the real pilot. I know yeah. the co-pilot they killed. Yeah. I don't remember what what happened to the pilot, but I guess they just got pushed off the plane and, and gagged and bawled. Yeah. But whatever. they don't need because they don't need the pilot because Swamp Thing knows how to fly a fucking seven forty seven. But the first thing he's got to do. Which confused both of us, more Griffs than me, but yeah, I was confused. Uh, it took me the second time to realize, second time watching, I watched it uh, today while I was working. Wow. Holy fuck, did they not stop talking about this throughout the whole first 35 <laughs> right. minutes of the movie. Transponder, 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 transponder. But at the moment, it looks like Swamp Thing's going to hotwire this, because he's just like tying wires together. But what he's doing is he's removing the transponder. Yeah, well, that's what we're used to seeing, yeah. is people taking two wires, sparking them, and starting a right. car. Or like the, the visor in the plane, they pull it down, there's the keys. Yeah, and, exactly, yeah, just but like no. airplane. Yeah. Uh, he takes like 45 severed wires and just jams them together. There's sparks everywhere. <laughs> but it works. We hear the ignition go off. <laughs> Makes no and sense. so he removes the transponder, hands it to pinball, goes, you know, put this in another plane because they're at an, an, an airfield. Yep. So we see that he runs off somewhere, but then we see in the background and we're zooming in on it. They're bringing on another surprise passenger. And Cyrus is like, who the fuck is this guy? Oh, who's this guy? This Garland Green. He should have had the slow down uh, uh, NBA Jam theme song to him. I'm glad I brought up Hannibal Lecter because he's in full-blown. Because every serial killer from now on since Silence of the Lambs has to have the mask that covers his fucking face. It was a Darth Vader mask, too. It it made the whole (sighs) noise. It was yeah, it was over the top. It and, was so, and he's stupid. got like mittens on his hands. What was that? So he couldn't scratch people, I guess. I don't know. And he's like on the fucking dolly. They're just pulling him out, and they put him into a cage. And like, this should be interesting because because uh, I guess this guy's killed more people than Cyrus. He's impressed by this guy. Exactly, Garland Green. I believe. Um, or at some point we do learn about his history. I don't know if you put it in the notes. I didn't. I don't give a shit. No, they well they explain everybody's history in this movie. Yeah, I, mean, I know, I I know they that. did. Yeah. I just didn't know if you put it in the notes. No, I, I don't think not. I did. I did not. I don't give a shit. I did not. I know he killed like forty three people. And he's supposed to be one of these like wheel ch- child creeps too. Right. So that's 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 I, all you I, need. I, I, I thought he was a cannibal too, but maybe it's just I'm just reading Hannibal Lecter because of his. Like, I don't think he is a cannibal, but right. I, that's what I thought because I I think I was thinking Hannibal Lecter. Right. But yeah, he's loaded up on there and like, oh, you're very impressive. And then we get Odell talks to Cam. He's like, that guy's crazy. He makes the Manson family look like the Partridge family. So we know don't fuck with this guy, even though he looks like a Steve Buscemi. He looks like a geek. Yeah, but don't fuck. So because the, because they immediately unshackle him, they're like. Fucking strap him in, get like a, rock star. Yeah, yeah. He needs to see the on-flight movie. We need to get him, you know, a nice Swanson He's, dinner. Right. He's like, do you need a do you need a, a tab a, a Fanta? What a do you fan, want? A Fanta. <laughs> what What would you say, Steve Buscemi's character would drink? I think you would drink a Fanta. I think you would Fanta? drink uh, an orange Fanta. Orange Fanta. Yeah. Interesting. 
Well, Murray, this is a good time to break away from the plane because <laughs> right. now we're going down to Vince, who, of course, is ordering ordering an orange right. Fanta. He's looking at all the clues, all the maps and shit, and he's like a genius. He's just like, there's a, there's a picture from The Last Supper, but all the eyes are removed. And they're like, this guy's so fucking sick. He removes the eyes from The Last Supper picture. But he's like, there's more to it than this. And everyone else is like, yeah, we get it. Our hands are tied. We're going on a fucking break for the next four days. So they... They like walk out of the room for a minute, and he's sitting there and he's going over notes because Cyrus has left thousands of pages of notes. And it just so happens that Vince opens up to a random page, holds up the last suburb with the eyes cut out, and realizes, oh shit, he's sending a message to somebody. Right. And starts aligning the eyes with the word, you know, the the, the notepads. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like a cipher, and he's seeing it. Car, car, Carson City! Holy shit, there's something going on. He's like, and he runs out, tell everybody there's something going on. And while that's going on, a cop's like, hey, I found this little tin of, like, Altoids. Don't touch <laughs> anything. And so two but, of the cops. But you see some Altoids. You're like, I got to have one. Yeah, my mouth's watering here, bud. Right. I've got to get this. And I just fucking, I was, never mind. So he opens it up. Of course, there's a tiny bomb in there. Destroys all the evidence that, that that Vince had, so all they can go on now is Carson City. That's it. So we're go- we got to get back over to our plane action, but first we got to see what Pinball's up to because he had the job of taking the transporter, putting it in a. Excuse me. Duncan does a transporter because he's from next, Star Trek Next Generation. A transponder. Is transponder, what he exactly. So he, which puts of course, can tr- if anyone doesn't know that, it can track a plane basically. Yeah. So the tra- he puts the transponder in another plane, which I thought was a bomb, and I was like, oh, they're just going to blow some people up. Right. But then and, I was like, wait, why was there a bomb in the plane? And then he, he get a, a female guards there. They have a little meet cue. He's like, wow, yeah, the prettiest eyes I've seen in five to ten years. I like that line. And so he's kind of distracted because he's talking to her. So, yeah. So the transponder is now in this little prop plane. After that, what happens, Griff? All right, so everything's going according to Cyrus's plan. The con- the six convicts are loaded up on a bus. And, you know, when you're when you're a prison guard, you see a guy helpless. You can't help but kick him in the gut. Especially when he's fucking murmuring too much. Right. Yeah. Ooh. So, so you got to hit that guy. Yeah, so you hit him with your buddy, your gun, and that... Oh, fortunately, that's the one guard that uh, Poe planted the gigantic reel-to-reel tape on. So yeah. it falls out. So then the guard's like, that that doesn't look right. So they're like, shut everything down. Cyrus gets word of that. He's like, we're leaving now. Because the police are like arriving, like starting right. to flow in as they're trying to take off and everything. Right. There's a lot happening here. So they start taking off. Our boy Pinball's chasing after, like, hey, wait, wait. And they're like, sorry, Pinball, you just got tilted. And they just take off without our boy Pinball. You didn't like that line? It's pretty no, clever. I didn't like any of the lines. Okay. Anyways, Duncan and Mince are now meeting up, and they are Mince. in <laughs> Duncan and Mince? Yeah, he's Mince Meat because he's a piece of shit. Yeah, good, good cover for that. Thank you. <laughs> so they're me. <laughs> it's because the next word was meat. Yeah. I do that too often. Anyway, they're meeting up, and they are having a fucking screaming match. They're, they're literally officers. pulling their dicks out and pulling rulers out. That's how fucking intense this thing goes. They are in the bathroom as well. Right. No, well, they're right out in an office. Oh, they're, like, in the, yeah. they're in the middle? Next to the watering right. hole. And they're like, whoever's got the smallest dick, that's there. this is on them. And so they're just screaming at each other because Vince is like, why can't we just coddle these people and baby them? And he's like, let's kill all these motherfuckers. Because they found out that Willie got killed. 
And right. so there, you know, Duncan's all freaked out. He's like, "This is a DEA matter now. This is out of your fucking jurisdiction. It's my jurisdiction. I can do whatever I want with that plane, and I'm going to shoot the plane down." And uh, Vince, being the good capitalist he is, he's just like, "Look, no, we put too much money in that plane, and it's going to keep making us money. Taxpayers pay for that shit. So, guess what? You're not shooting it down." And the two agree on, well, hey. At least there's a transponder on it. Right. As long as we got that transponder, we're good to go. We'll just follow them, and then that's it. So the two hold hands. They get some coffee together, nice little styrofoam cups. They're like, we're like Kojak. We're a little styrofoam cups of coffee. Stavros is in the background, watering his plants. And like uh, Vince is like, let's let's try to talk. Silas seems like a reasonable guy. Let's talk to him, see if he'll just land the plane. Yeah. I mean, we say these criminals are just like ruthless Criminals, but I mean, to be honest, Cyrus is reasonable. I saw those paintings and the nice little puzzle he did for me. So uh, Cyrus is talking to him. Poe just—he's like eavesdropping. He stumbles up. He's listening to this conversation, and Cyrus is just toying with him. You're not going to know where I'm going. And he's click. We're going to play a little game. You get to ans- ask me a question. I get to ask you a question. Where are you going? Wrong question. <laughs> It was awful. This whole scene, not good. Malkovich could never play the Riddler. And Poe was like, well, I'd like to know what's going on in this plane because, you know, I got my skin in this game. Well, let me tell you this, Mr. Man. We're going to land at Lerner Airfield. How do you like that? All of a sudden, Malkovich is Poland. So let's uh, let's talk about five minutes of this movie. (laughs) Gone right away. (laughs) Yeah. We just get a scene. I guess to humanize Poe again, we get the scene with his daughter and his wife because they're waiting at the. I think Carson City Airport. They're waiting to meet him, and they're like, "Ma'am, we need to talk to you for a minute." And we just, we, like you said, waste of time. Yeah. Anyways, we're back on the plane, and Poe he's trying to play some mind games with Diamond Dog because, as we know about Diamond Dog, he's like a you know. Um, He's a militant black guy. He hates yeah. monkeys, especially he, skinheads, which is what Cyrus technically is. Yeah, and he's taking orders from Cyrus, so yeah. that's what Poe's trying to yeah. dig into. He's like, "What's a kick-ass gangster like you taking shit from a white boy?" He's like, and then and Diamond was like, "Oh, I got my plan set up. Don't worry about that shit." So he has done a good job in making uh, an enemy out of Diamond Dog as well. Right. So Poe returns to his seat, and there's Garland just sitting there, and he's like. Hi, and we see for the first time that Garland is Steve Buscemi, right? And we also notice Baby O sweating now. He needs that sweet insulin, that sweet, sweet insulin. You gotta have that sweet. So insulin. The, the, the 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 time's up. He's he's got to start. Poe's got to start doing something. All right, and we go back over to Vince down at Ground Control. He's breaking it down. Who Cam Cameron Poe is? Right. He's like, guy's a fucking war hero. He's got every medal you can think of. He's been. In the wrong place at the wrong time for his whole fucking life. Right. He's a good person. And we could use him, Duncan. I think he's a hero. Duncan, he's just like, fuck that. I just want to shoot this. I want to. You see those choppers out there? I want to get in there and shoot something with it. That's what I want to do. How about we do that? <laughs> so back on the flame, we're just going through. Little, you know, we got uh, Cyrus telling Diamond Dog, hey, we're going a little slow because Swamp Thing's telling them we should be going 108,000 miles an hour, but we're going, you know, only 107. So, so he's like, there's something going on with the landing gear. Go check that out. 
Cyrus tells Diamond Dog to do it. Right. There's a chain of command. Yeah. And then Diamond Dog goes, hey, white boy, why don't you come down here and check out what's going on with this landing gear? So we head down there. We see that while Poe is, like, looking over everything, he, he spots that Pinball actually made it onto the plane. Well, half of them made it onto Half of yeah. them, he yeah. He tried to jump in the landing gear and got crushed, and he's, like, suffocated because the, the pressure. No yeah. Pressure. And yeah. while um, Diamond Do- uh, Poe was fighting Diamond Dog, Diamond Dog was fighting a gun. Right, he was he was he was doing a grift. He was going through everybody's belongings under there. Like, ooh, I don't have this CD. Hey, what's the belly of a plane but a man's living room? Yeah, no, I say it's. Just, I don't know. Respect, yeah, you don't know. Respect the cargo. Anyways, so while he's distracted, rifling through people's belongings, Vince goes. Vince Cam Vince. goes. I, this is the perfect time. He starts. He writes a message because they, they're going to throw Pinball's body out of the lane. They don't give a shit about him. So he's like, I'll write a message telling him where we're going, and then th- this will solve the problem. So he writes like Agent Vince, Learner Airfield, and then and then we get a little jump scare. What you doing? Oh, nothing. I ain't doing nothing. Okay, that's cool. I, yep. look, hey, man, you see the CD? I don't have this one. Yeah, this is mine now. And then another five minute scene we don't need in this movie. But you know what's funny to me? I was like, man, Garland's a weird name. Do you know what this character in the car's name was in Twin Peaks? No. Garland. That was Garland from Twin Peaks in the car fighting with his wife when the body crashes down oh, on them. Oh, yeah. I remember more as going back to the X-Files again. He was Dana Scully's dad. No way. But, okay. yes, yeah, I remember he was in Twin Peaks. Yeah, he was. Yeah, because, there, well, well, this this makes some sense because they're it's just him in a traffic he's just a random guy in a traffic jam yeah bird shits on his fucking uh this guy's car wash he's pissed off he's like i got the i paid for the extra wax bird shit and then we get the gag where fucking pinball lands on his car and then because you know he's got the even though he would be splattered there you wouldn't see any message yeah (laughs) it would explode if you will all right we're back on the plane they're coming back up from, you know, the, 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 the belly of the beast. And Billy Bedlam, the badass, you know, the guy who had they had a chain up and a cage and everything because, you know, he's too uh, too much of a monster. He questioned Poe's story. And he's like, what? Because, again, they came from the same prison. So he's like, what, what quadrant of the prison were you I in? I don't remember that sweet mullet where I was at. Yeah, because he's like, yeah, I was in the north block. He's like, I was in the North Block, and I never saw you there. And Poe comes back with him like, hey, there was 365 people on the uh, so, uh, North Block, and uh, there's 365 days in, in a year, and I don't remember every day of the year. And Billy Bellum's like, I don't remember yesterday. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, that depends out. <laughs> So then we get Garland finally speaks. I don't remember what he fucking said. What did he say? Well, uh, he turns to him and he, 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 okay, I don't even remember. All right, because he's fuck always it. speaking in philosophy, yeah. and he's he's just like says something about, hey, isn't this weird how a bunch of criminals are on a plane together? It's like snakes on a plane, but with criminals. <laughs> there we go. That's it. Cut two. Vince is chatting it up with uh, with Poe's wife. Yeah, because they bring her in because they're like, we need to know what it is that makes your husband tick. Even though he just told us in the last scene he was in, he told us what made his husband tick, that he's a hero. She's like, yeah, he just he learned in the army 
leave nobody behind. And so Cam's really th- or not Cam? God, I keep thinking his name's Cam. Vince, <laughs> I, know, is, I, I think I think Cam is Vince, and Vince is Cam. <laughs> so Vince is really thinking it over. It's like, what would a man do? Why wouldn't he get off that plane when he knows everything he's motivated by? He's trying to tell us the character's motivation in the movie. While that's going movie. on, a cop busts in and goes, hey, you're not going to believe this shit. We found one of the convict's body. It landed on a car, and there's a message. Lerner Airfield. Lerner Airfield? How do you know that? Because we're on the phone with the guy right now, and he's got a body with that message on it. He's like, how long would it take to fly there? He's like, shit, you can drive if you haul ass. That's what I'm going to do. So he runs, and he's like, he, he doesn't have a car. But then he sees the ass kicker there, and he's like, and he also sees that visor with the keys right under it. He's like... Duncan won't mind if I fuck that. He left the keys in the ignition, so he's got his cell phone out. His nice 1997 cell phone. It's a fucking brick. Uh, but he's calling up. He's trying to call on Duncan and telling him because Duncan had headed out on an airplane to track down the transponder on a chopper. Yeah. He's oh, a, yeah. He's yeah. The two the yeah. fucking war choppers. He's right. got like the Apache helicopters. He's getting ready to murder the fuck out of a little uh survey or little uh passenger plane. Right. But uh, so he's calling him up, telling him, you're going to the wrong place. Everything's going to Lerner Airfield. You're following a dead lead. And he's just like, hey, who's in charge right now? It's the DEA. And we're going to fuck some shit up. So the one thing we learned is these, why these are the worst of the worst criminals, because they all have rifling through people's belongings. And Billy's turn to go through Cam's belongings. And he's rifling. And he finds that fucking parole fucking paper. Well, again, Billy, we talked about it earlier. He was a little offended by uh, he, he was so convinced that Poe was lying to him, but he couldn't prove it. So because, you know, he's got that criminal mind where he's like, I need evidence right. before I can murder a man <laughs> right. for lying to my face. Well, he needed to know that his wife cheated on him before he killed her family. You oh, know? he got evidence there. Murray, this is in character. You're right. Yeah. So he goes to look for. It's like a Batman villain. They gotta have some like thing. Joker slaps into the Batman. Somehow it's Two Face. He flicked the coin. That's right. It's Two Face. Every there's a Batman villain for every motivation. So Poe is like he needed. He he was jonesing for a snowball. So he's like, here, there. What you doing in my belongings there? I see you got this parole thing. You earned it. You're not one of us. And, and then he pulls out that we didn't even mention. There's a sweet little gas station bunny rabbit doll yes. that he's going to give to his daughter. Even Baby Odell was like, "Don't give your daughter that." <laughs> what am I supposed to give a baby a pack of pommels? I'm in prison. Where am I supposed to go? <laughs> for some reason, prisons sell fucking stuffed animals. I don't, I don't know. know. I guess for the creepy furries. They That's ain't. what they're saying. They're saying that prison in the prison market, there's Paul Malls, there's Doritos, there's Top Ramen, and there's Pink Bunny Stuffies. Yeah. So, so Billy's like, I don't like liars. So they start fighting. And they fight. And they... Hit a fucking right steam a, pipe right away. This is a steam operated plant, by the way. Dude, right away they hit a pipe. It, it just like <laughs> does a ninety straight up, jagged as fuck. Even though spewing they, steam. Even though ooh, commando vibes. Yeah. Even though they barely touched it, it <laughs> goes on a ninety and it's ready to impale. Right. So. Again, this is Chekhov's steam pipe, so you right. know that someone is about to be impaled on it in the next two minutes. And three, two, one. Billy gets impaled by it. I wish you just put the bunny in the box. Oh, yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. We've all the ways. 
Garland, back to him. Two men enter, one man. Because like, Poe comes up to right. sit back down. Yeah, he's like, hmm, Thunderdome fan. I noticed two men entered, one man left. And then he starts going, you know what? You're just like us, Poe. You're just like Hey, what are you talking about her? I don't like killing people. I just want to have to do it. No, you enjoy killing. You're just like us. And that rattles Poe. He's like, am I Am I that dark guy I was before I went in the military and they straightened me out? That's right. Anyways, Vince, he's taking that car. He's arriving at the Lerner Airfield. The abandoned airfield. It was, just, it was like this ramshack. What was going on with this airfield? I it was, fucking hate this. It was an airplane graveyard. I got some fucking Harley Davidson, the Marlboro Man vibes. Yes. <laughs> There's so much I'm willing to accept in the dumb movies I do. Yeah. Most of this plot. <laughs> fine but then they start getting into no we need to connect these weird fucking dots this weird no. dot again if we don't have this character as being a major character vince we don't have this scene because they were like we need to get these two kind of together and right. that's what this scene serves <laughs> yeah. a purpose for and it's fucking awful yes so sorry to con air fans. because this is gonna this is the airfield where sonata's gonna have a, a, a plane for cyrus and francisco and the guys who are in on the uh, the plan. Yeah, this is a big part of Cyrus's plan. Right. So Vince arrives, hides his car, and he's like looking around, finds the control tower, runs up to it, discovers there's a dead body up there. Right. And he's just like, oh, shit, what's what's going on up in here? And while he's there, we get a, it's a call from somebody in a little prop plane. He's like, hey, I'm coming in to land. And he's like, I don't know what to fucking do. I'm not an air traffic control guy. So the guy, he's we, landing. Meanwhile, Con Air is coming from the opposite direction, landing as well. We get a near miss, but the guy that... Oh, well, yeah, because well, what, what that does, it causes jailbait to go off the runway and crash, right? Because they're going to run into... Jailbait? The, the plane, jailbait. Oh, yeah, jailbird. Yeah, jailbait, like I said. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, so that like goes... goes like. They swerved out of the way for this guy. I didn't get it, but they they crashed the plane. They end up crashing the plane, digging it like really deep into the ground. Because again, right. this has got to be another plot point. Because right. we need that Jesus scene of these people pulling the fucking plane out of the ground. But it doesn't matter to Cyrus because he knows there's going to be a plane waiting for him. So he's like, who gives a shit? You know, right? We're going to be learning about the deception here in a minute. Francisco, where they, is the plane? They all so the plane has landed. Everyone's fine. They're all exiting the plane right now. And, yeah, you know, Cyrus immediately gets on Francisco. Where's my plane? He's like, don't worry. It's coming. It's coming. Don't worry. So while they're waiting, they still have a couple guards. And Diamond Dog's like, I just want to kill some honkies. I think I'm going to shoot these motherfuckers. Oh, yeah, he's got them on their knees. He's got hands behind their back. He's ready to give them the fucking military tribute. tribute. Poe, he's a war hero. He, can't, he leaves none, no man behind. He's an army man. So he's like, wait a minute. How can we trust these that Francisco guy? Listen here, sugar baby. Why don't we reconsider this plan? We might need these captives when we get this jail jail bait back up in the air. And, of course, Diamond Dog, he's like, I'm about as free as I'm going to be. I'm not listening to two white men. I'll listen to one white man. I'm not listening to two he's white gonna men. He's going to take a players and a blowtorch to these guys. Yeah. But then he – I see what you did there. Uh. But then, uh, you know, uh, of course, Poe, he's got to be a snitch. Hey, sorry. It's my Elvis voice, man. It's mm. good. Yes, he has a point. You cannot kill these people, Diamond Dog. In fact, we're going to plan B. We're getting out of here. I need a tractor, and I need a refueling truck. 
Poe's like, well, I'll do the refueling. So, so that gives an excuse for Poe to take off. He also needs that syringe for his boy Odell. Yep. So he's got, he's like, maybe there's something out here. Maybe, maybe there's something out here. This movie's not long enough, so let's add a little tiny subplot with Garland. Garland Jesus just walks off. Christ. And again, what are you trying to tell me, movie? It's I don't know. Can you remind me, what did Garland do that was so offensive that he told... Uh... Well, he was proud of the fact that yeah. he drove across three state lines with a little girl's head as a hat. Yes. Okay, so now, so yeah, he sets that up, and then we see his favorite. Is... That's probably what he told him in the first conversation, that I just wrote first conversation, <laughs> yeah. and I forgot all yeah, about it. probably. I it. thought I would never forget about it, and I forgot yeah. about it. So, that's fine. Anyways, we're there now. And then he spots, what does he see? His favorite prey, a little girl playing teak party with her dolls in like a fucking empty, grimy pool? We're supposed to... We're, what is this place? We're under the impression by every single thing the movie has told us that this is an abandoned airfield without cops within Did 50 you also miles. notice it's an airfield without a runway? It's just dirt. It's just dirt. But hey, at least it's an open field. You never know what kind of potholes are still, there or whatever. Still, I, I would like to believe an airfield would actually have a tarmac. It wouldn't just anything. Have yeah, dirt. I agree. Yeah. No, one hundred percent. And there's and, just random like like trailers and lodges all over the place, all over the fucking place. And when they they're just like everything they've showed us about this place so far, it's like at the uh, you know the wrestling shows now how they only give you the one camera angle because the rest of the audience is empty. They only show us the one angle of this whole airfield to make it look like empty desert. In fact, one person starts walking. The guy the guy that had the little prop plane that almost crashed, he runs away. He, first he runs up like, what the fuck's wrong with you guys? And then he realizes they're convicts, yeah. runs away, and they're like, I hope you enjoy the desert. But then we see Garland walk what? away. Why is there an airfield in the middle of the desert where there's no roads, nothing? Why would you land here? Please. I wish I understood. <laughs> I this, hate this whole scene. The whole scene needed to be cut. A half hour of the movie could have been removed if the scene had been gone. This needs to be gone. Yeah. Absolutely. And so Garland, after we've just learned there's nothing but des- desert in the 360 area when they were crash landing, anytime they should have been able to see that, oh, yeah, there's this whole little trailer community right here. Well, Garland has found it somehow. Yes. So I honestly thought this was a mirage. No. It could be still. Because all we know, only person who sees it this is Garland. It is because he comes back with something. Well, yeah, well, it, maybe they're, maybe we see it, but the rest of the comics don't see it. Anyway, the co- sees a little girl. Who cares? I right? know. I know. I just hate it. I want to hate it he so sees much. Little, so we're supposed to be terrified because been, he just said he likes to wear little girls as hats. And we see a little girl, and it's, it's, it's the classic, like, I would be terrified of Steve Buscemi. I'm terrified of Steve Buscemi now, and he's not a serial killer. Yeah. His teeth terrifying. And you would probably be intrigued by a conversation with him. You'd just be like, <laughs> can we put a curtain between us? Right. And he's like, and he's like do you want to play tea party with me? Yeah, I'll do that. And then we just cut away. We're like, oh, my God, he's going to kill this little girl. He does emote a lot through facials, though. I won't yeah. give him that. So now our boy Poe looking for that syringe, looking around. He just happens to stumble on... Francisco Sonato's getaway plane that's in another one of these little uh, rusted-out garages. Right. And he's like, hmm, that looks interesting. You got any syringes in that there uh, plane there? So, Francisco, he's not going to – he wants to keep all this quiet and everything, so they're pulling a gun on. Right. On poor old Poe, and he's like, oh, we're just going to go Because they were going to fucking bail on Diamond Dog and that's Cyrus. That's right. 
And he's like, oh, you're just going to go ahead and shoot me with 20 convicts over there who'll be real mad at you. And the guy pulls on a silencer, and he's like, oh, you're going to shoot me real quietly then? Very and, while, good and while he's saying that, he notices Vince in the background because he's got those silent sandals on. You can't hear him. <laughs> he, I hate you. <laughs> he does a distraction. What? Yeah, I still got more of that peach. Hi. No, please do not bring up peach. <laughs> he, 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 he shoots, misses because he's inept. Yeah. And that's just what fucking Poe needs to unleash the beast. And he's just doing some slow as fuck Chuck Norris level yeah. roundhouses. Yep, yep. I noticed Mike Norris in these scenes, yes. <laughs> yes, this was Mike Norris' uh, stunt double. Yeah. And but he takes everybody out. As long as, as far as he knows, he takes everybody out. We see we see a shady looking figure like behind in the plane, like in the cockpit of the plane, and he like pokes his head out right. and then dips back down. And we get a nice little standoff here between Vince and Poe. Yeah, and he's just like, I got to tell you something. There's only two people I trust in this world. That's right. And you ain't one of them. One of them's me. One of them's not you. And then he's like, stay here. My buddy needs a syringe. I got to find it. Something that's desolate. And why I, Why you would think there'd be a syringe anywhere? Vince this- immediately knows, you must be Poe. I can tell because of your hair. Why couldn't he tell by a picture? Do you think why, why was there not a picture of him Wait, in this fucking dossier that they gave him? Why is it he's like, I can tell by the way you stand <laughs> up, son, that you are a F-250 man. Like, you're right. Why didn't he have a picture of him and that stupid hair to be like, oh, yeah, that's Poe. Even Poe got his picture back of his daughter. You're right. Oh, my God. I hate this. All right. So he goes wandering off to find, you know, to get help for his friend yeah, and everything. Apparently, um, there's a liquor store on this desolate area. Well, but, of course, there's got to be a liquor store on this little fucking... You know, that's where you get your syringes, too. The liquor slash heroin store. Well, again, think about... Um, Universal Heroin's sh- legal in uh, Nevada, right? Yeah, of course yeah, it is. Okay. All drugs are at least decriminalized there. <laughs> okay. Um, but I just love this because um, everything seems to happen at that random abandoned gas station liquor store. Think of the Hitcher. Think of Universal Soldier. Right. It's like that has got to be a major <laughs> plot point in movies. Yeah. Well, we didn't we just say this? Like that's another dimension. That it like, is. Yeah. The Hitcher was Twilight Zone. <laughs> right. He was going around one road that just circled a tiny planet. That's what it was. Right. So, <laughs> guys, listen to the Hitcher episode. <laughs> yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. And watch that movie. Yeah. It's way better than this movie. <laughs> yeah. Shorter, too. I agree. And so, yeah, so they're digging out the fucking plane, which no fucking way is a tractor and 10 guys going to pull stupidest, a fucking giant stupidest plane. Stupidest fucking, again, everything about this 29-minute scene is stupid. <laughs> yeah. So these It gets pet- dumber. Yeah. Oh, on. it gets way dumber. <laughs> yeah. So they pull the fucking plane out. Everything looks This to be is good. an amazing plane. It crashes constantly and it can still take off. And like, <laughs> but yeah. It's the best plane ever made. So while they're pulling it out, they're like, what the fuck is that sound? It's Francisco in his plane because I said he was popping and right. weaving and wobbing. He was trying to make a run for it himself. And so. He- Somehow there happens to be a, cr- a giant crane. Also, that works. It operates at this abandoned airfield slash liquor store slash airplane graveyard. And it just so happens that our super cop, Vince, used to work at the docks. Yep. So he knows how to work a crane, and he lowers it, and it rips the tail off of Francisco's plane. So it makes a crash land. It goes through all the gas station. Didn't? Wait. No, it did explode. Yeah, it went into the refueling thing that they had. Yeah. This 
motherfucker. So you know how many years it's been since we saw John Claude do this in Hard Target, right? No. Four. Okay. So Nick Cage clearly saw the scene of John Claude making a run with his mullet, jumping through a window with an explosion behind him. He's like, oh, yeah, baby, I need to do that. So Nick Cage gets his chance to do that. But before, there's a great moment before the explosion. Okay, please. Because... Cyrus finds out that he was going to get fucked over because Francisco's like 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 cooked on something or like what well, the the plane's like dripping oh, gasoline. Right. I'm sorry, I couldn't get the yeah because I whenever a plane hits a gas station, you expect it to explode. Right. Yeah. But, but we had we had another great line. All right, all right. And it's like Cyrus, you, you know I love you, baby. You know you were going to leave me. And it's like Cy Anara Anara. Oh god, and then that he, was like the cringiest fucking line. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that was. The, that was I was I thought you were saying it was such a forced line. It was just so shoehorned into that fucking It was scene. so bad. That's why I bet the, you this whole half hour scene was written around that line. I don't know what you know what? You might be right. Guys like, get there, this, get this guys. That was a JJ Abrams line, because by the way, JJ Abrams punched up the script, which is fucking crazy. So not only did he ruin Star Wars, he ruined this movie. And so, yeah, this awful line. And then go no, go back to your, your hard target reference. So we get – so John Claude, we know him. He's ballerina. He's a fucking dancer. He's light on the feet, agile as fuck. He's looking great in this scene when he has to outrun a grenade and jump through a window and get the big explosion, all the glass blowing out. Nick Cage is like, hey, baby, I want to do that scene. He – Turns and is like not even Mike Norris should have been in. You the would seat. think it was going slow motion, but that's actually Nick Cage going at his own rate. So he didn't. He oh my god, I can't even. My words fail me. <laughs> They're going too fast. I'm like Nick Cage in this scene because he is moving so slowly. His face has no life on it at all. He's just like. Eh. So he is running for a door, jumps through it, and then the explosion hits. Rolls under a car. Still lifeless. There happens to find an old man in the fucking car. And he, the guy, he's just like, oh, please don't hurt me. He's like, I just want to find me a needle. All such <laughs> drugs are bad. And then he's like, well, maybe then he tells him there might be on that. There's a, there's a fire truck here for some reason. He's like, maybe there's uh there's something in the the uh, first aid kit, a syringe. Yeah. So thank you, thank you, kindly. Thank you, kindly. Sweet baby. So that's going on. Cyrus has got. I got a new plan. So he's setting up because the cops are going to show up. They hear. I think they hear like the sirens. So like, I've got a plan. This is the perfect choke off point. We're going to lead them into this narrow, the graveyard, the airplane graveyard where there's there's bombed out planes on either side. Tiny, narrow, just wide enough for a yep. car. He's got a beautiful setup of it and everything. Right. He's got cans all lined up, and J.J. Abrams strikes again <laughs> because there's a fucking rock. Yeah, and he's got his dumb character to go. Hey, what's that for? That's a fu- that's, you- that's a rock. He's like, that's a that's that's the plane. That's that. What's that for? What's that? That's a rock. Click and he flicks it away. So yeah. So what the plan is? They're gonna blow up the car in the front of the line and the back of the line, and they're gonna be trapped, obviously. And, and this is where like army is showing up. Like they. Another dumbest fucking thing. Like they're gonna be dumb enough to go in there. It, it, it looks like a fucking trap. So Murray, as we're building up to this big old, they're in a fight. wide open <laughs> desert, Griff. A wide open <laughs> desert, and they're gonna go down this narrow fucking driveway again. This whole scene, fuck you, <laughs> yeah. fuck you. This is the worst. This is insulting. 
So amongst all these big plans and everything, we need a little bit of levity. Yeah. We need to see what Abu Shemi's up this to. Is levity. I don't know what to call it. He might you, kill a child. I don't know what to call it because it's. We're, I guess it's just ratcheting the tension even more because yeah. it's like all this bad shit's about to happen. Let's right. have more bad shit. So yeah, you're right. right. It's not levity. So we see nobody's at the, the tea party anymore, but there's like a, like a some like dolls broken or some shit. And we just have like a hot mic on hard wind. Whoa! It's very hard. It's hard on the ears. Anyways, action starting, explosions. Yeah, the, every- the, 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 the cops go right down the, the narrowest of driveways. Hey, Chief, it looks like there's a nice tunnel for us right here. Let's just take it. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Cyrus, genius. Genius. And so, yeah, they're, they're killing everybody, but like fucking uh, Vince and Poe, they can't stand for that shit. We got Vince busting into action. He was like knocked out or something. <laughs> We're in the desert. There's like a snowplow. What the there's, fuck is going there's on? There's no other way to explain that. I tried <laughs> to write down whatever I thought it could be, and you're right. It was like a snowplow. Yes. And so in Nevada. He, so he is taking the snowplow, and he's going to try to block the cops. He's coming up the rear to block the cops, he's so like, they well, yeah, they protect them. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't get shot in the little fucking trap that Cyrus has made. It's been sitting there for 20 years. Keys still underneath the visor. And again, we talked about it. They didn't talk about it, but we talked about <laughs> it. Vince had a past life where he worked in construction, so he knows how to use all this right, shit. Yes. We worked his way through college. Every lever. Yeah, yeah, every lever. That was what he minored in. Yeah, so he's protecting the cops. Poe finally gets that syringe, gets into a cop car, and returns to the con air so he can shoot up his buddy with the insulin. Yep, he gets that right in time as the camera cuts to... We're inside the plane. Johnny 23 has been left on this plane for a very long time. Because right. now the plan is to refuel the plane, get back on the plane, fly the plane out. So Johnny 23 right. apparently was like, I don't want to shoot anybody. I want to rape somebody. <laughs> right. Sorry for the phrasing. Right. And he's just about to rape poor Bishop, but not not on post. Yeah. We're about to make this an even 24. And then boom, gets knocked out by our boy Poe. All the inmates are finally, they're back on the jail board. They're ready to set sail, take off. But Poe is like, I got to stop these guys. So he, Yeah, when he was arriving, he did this little anchor trick. So our boys were pulling the plane out of the rut with these thick-ass rope. It was like boat rope and shit, you know? Yeah. It was some, some thick shit. Right. So we took that and, like, made a nice little uh, slip knot because I don't know any other knot. So I'm just going to say slip knot. Sure. I don't he, know either. He We're throws not it, Boy Scouts. Yeah, exactly. He throws it over a little cement slab, and that's supposed to stop the plane. I mean, it doesn't. Right. But, it's like a little yeah, cement pillar for some reason. Right. And so they're getting ready to take off because you're like, fuck, you know, we, we stopped those cops. Let's get the fuck out of here. And it does, the pillar obviously doesn't stop shit. But it does. This gigantic fucking hook just happens to latch on the axle of Ass Kicker. Duncan's car. And the axle of that car happens to be incredibly solid because it pulls it through a lot of shit. And Did we also put, I don't think we put it in our notes, but because we, we totally forgot. We're all on Garland shit. We totally forgot about Duncan because Duncan does find that plane that, that has a transponder on it. And they're like, fuck, he is right. Murray, I skipped completely <laughs> over that because this movie's already way too long. Yeah. But yes, there is a subplot. Where so they're coming. I'm just saying because they're coming back now. They're going to learn our airfield right. now. This is yeah. a good time to bring it up in one sentence like we did here. Yeah, there you go. Because it doesn't need time. But, yeah, they're coming back now. And so they fly uh, Duncan's car through a control tower. Again, 
a scene written oh, for... Did I just mention the CGI is such bad 90s CGI? Ugh. Again, you don't... Like, even CGI today, keep it to a minimum. Minimum? Minimum. And, it, and it's going to be okay. But when you fucking work it in there like they work in these scenes, it does not look... That should not have been a special effect. Right. Because they do do a real car. Or not, a, not a CGI, excuse me. Yeah, they me. do a, a real, well, same thing. They do a, a real car through that little uh, air traffic control tower. Yeah. But when it's like, dragging, it's just this awful CGI. Yeah. It, it, it just, it doesn't look good. And for, why is, is it broken? Why is the, it's like a cargo plane. So why is the bottom open? Because it's open for the rest of the fucking movie. Yeah. And it doesn't affect anybody inside the plane. Their hair's not even blowing. Nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense. This co- oh, anyways, Twilight Zone. It's a Twilight Zone plane. That's why somebody just had the idea to have a car get dragged by a plane. That's the whole reason the scene. J.J. Abrams. He's like, <laughs> yeah. guys, I got this plan, and they were like, "Yep, let's that'll do it. save the movie." Anyways, we're sitting on the plane. Everybody's singing, dancing. Everyone's wolf whistling at uh, our uh, our. Yeah, he- Stereotypical uh, gay guy. Yep, he's just cutting a rug, dancing. Yep. He found a dress. There just happened to be some, I guess, some luggage someone think, didn't pick up. Was that at the at the airfield? Yeah. Oh wow, he just happened. Yeah, to find there it. actually was a, a scene we had to see him find some luggage, find a dress. Yeah, I and remember so he's, that. He's cutting a rug, and you know, when you just made a great getaway, you need some Skinner, dude. Yep, sweet home Alabama. They're blasting it, and then we get the scene where Garland goes, "What is irony?" Dancing to a song. A bunch of idiots on a plane <laughs> dancing to a song by a pl- by a band that died in a plane crash. No, it, no, it, some of some of the people <laughs> on Skinner died, but the whole band did not die in a plane crash. They were they were all in a plane crash, but only a few of them. Died. But that make you did that make you feel a little different about Garland though? Because I feel yeah, like he, that's what they were trying to do. See, show that he's not the know it all that he thinks he is. <laughs> he was wrong about Leonard Skinner. You're right, he was, but he said it in a smart way. Well, that's the thing, Griff. You, that it's confidence. People believe in confidence. You can like, I mean, fuck. Donald Trump is the biggest moron on the planet, but he says something mm-hmm. such confidently, people believe him. That's right. The big lie. Anyways, how many people did? How many hats, child hats, has Trump wore in his Jesus life? He looked. He should cover that hair. For fuck's sake. So. um yeah, we get we get some nice weird moments with Garland, but also the fact that Garland is back on the plane because again he just wanders right. and is just wherever he needs to be, like a uh, Friday, you know, like Jason. And or something. he's holding uh, one of the girls' dolls. So we're like, oh my god! But when they take off, we see the little girl. Bye, Mister Garland. Bye, so. bye, Bob. Bye, bye. Not even Garland, Bob. Because. Getting back to Twin Peaks. Maybe she sensed Bob was inside. Oh my, oh inside my God. Garland. Oh, my God. How did this wrap into Twin Peaks season three? The trash lodge, man. The trash Holy lodge. Holy shit. So now, like we said, all these guys are hardened criminals. You know why? Because they rifle through people's belongings. So now it's Diamond Dog's <laughs> turn to rifle through. through. I wish you could noticed the hero Cam never goes through anybody's shit because he's a hero. You're right. You're right. And, you're right. He, and he sees the fucking, he sees like the note from his uh, daughter. And he's like, hey, Cyrus, check this shit out. And it's like January 18th. Today's January 18th. Who on here is not what they say they are? I have noticed that the police were informed. I have noticed. I don't know how he noticed this because the plane did not jerk at all. I had noticed that somebody had tried to anchor the plane to a pillar. 
I have noticed things, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And like, so now he's like, who did it? No, Nobody's going to say, get me that female. She's just there Sally. to have a gun pointed at her through the whole movie. And he's like, I'm going to splatter her brains unless you tell me who is the rat. So uh, Baby O, he's like, I'm going to take it for like I'm. I'm well, going to take it for her. Poe starts to stand up, and Baby O steps right in front of him. Baby O, freshly relieved from his insulin injection. <laughs> right. And he's like, he had, a, he, had a, he had an apple or something. And he's just like, look, I'm the black character that needs to die, so you can go on to do great things. So I'm going to say. You said, I, he, you yeah. said he was in the Green Mile, right? Right. Yeah. 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 He's, he's like, so I did it. And then Cyrus just shoots him. He's like, okay. Ooh. Fuck it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. And then so now now we're like, what the fuck's gonna happen, man? His best friend's dying. We don't we don't know. It, it, again, I don't know what the last scene was. It was all bullshit. Now we're into this new. Well, now bullshit. we are, now we just we just see him get shot. We cut to Duncan and Vince in their attack. Their their Apache choppers. They're both flying them too. They're super <laughs> cops. <laughs> I hate this <laughs> so much. Duncan, now is he flying? He's just spraying bullets. And, and, and like I said, the cargo bay door is open for some reason. So the bullets are getting right into these guys. Some of the, I think some of the comics get shot and get killed. Some of the fodder. Yeah, I think so. Again, there's more random comics on here that are just getting hit. Vince is begging him, no, you got to stop. Every life has value to it. I mean, think about the children. Po- I don't know what happened with uh, Baby O, but he always uh, he has a crisis of conscience all of a sudden. He's like, I don't believe in God anymore because he thinks he's gonna die. And so uh, I I think I wrote this all wrong. But Baby O is dying. Poe is trying to comfort him. And he's like, I gotta tell you, my man, those snowballs delicious as fuck, but God, not real. And so Poe's just like, Look, you 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 do you want to deliver this line for us? Look here. I'm going to make you believe in God. And then he rips his shirt open. He's got the Superman thing on. We're like, yeah! And so Nick Cage just walks around and just starts punching people <laughs> in the face. And we forgot to mention, there's like the, the, the plane is like partitioned off. So there's all these like like gates that like... Yeah, 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 yeah. There's various gates. So he's kicking some ass and he somehow gets Cyrus like locked up in the back part of the plane. Right. So he's in the cargo area that's open now. So right. he's exposed to helicopter right. fire. Even though we apparently. wouldn't even know that it's open because there's not even a breeze inside. They're nope. talking normally. His hair, which you think would be flowing here, well, is not even yeah. flowing. Well, Cyrus doesn't have any in the back. But well, I'm talking about, well, everybody in the plane's hair would be flowing. And he's like, Cameron's Poe, you open this gate right now. And then Bishop, Bishop's got to get her, her, her shit in. So she hits fucking uh, Cyrus in the face, knocks him out with a gun. Lady guard. All right, so the plane is just taking too much damage there because they've been shot five million times by Duncan. Duncan is just having a good time. So they're happened to be right next to Vegas. They're like, we got to land. Swamp Thing's like, what the fuck? I got to land this fucking plane. Yep, and we got all kinds of panic as we see the, like the street lights, everything. It's nighttime, of course, so all the neon. All of a sudden, up. out of nowhere, it's pitch black night. That I until I just said it, I was like. <laughs> It's suddenly nighttime. Right. And then you got Garland just going, I got the whole... Because when yeah, he was with the little girl, the girl, we didn't mention this, the little girl and him sing Whole World in His Hands. And that cracked him. That made him a good human being. That's all it takes to rehabilitate people. Not years in prison. Right. One little girl. 
right. in a, an abandoned pool to sing Whole World in His Hands. And like, uh, fucking Swamp Thing's like, we got to land on the strip and then we get the Viva Las Vegas, honker, honker. Another fucking shitty fucking line from this movie. So Cyrus finally gets through these fucking gates or whatever, whatever. gets hold of Poe. I'm going to kill your daughter. The last thing she'll smell is my stinking breath. Plan finally. Pla- we we, pla- we hit God, the fucking. I hate this. We hit the Hard Rock Cafe like sign. Look, I remember in, in 1997, the Red Wings were the greatest fucking hockey team in the world. I watched a lot of that. And this trailer played constantly. So when I finally saw this scene, I was like. It, it hit me, and I had all those waves of memories watching this commercial. Fuck you guys. This movie's shit. You should be happy you remember thinking about the Red Wings. I'm not. I can only think about how much <laughs> I hated seeing this trailer back then, and then I saw the movie today, and I hate it. And Okay, the strip is probably the heavily trafficked street in Vegas. How many people you think would have died from this tr- plane going right down it? But no, miraculously, everyone just gets off. It doesn't just crash. It crashes into a casino, too. Yes. It slides like fucking a thousand feet. Yes, of course it does, because it's going hundreds of miles an hour. Well, I got, you're talking about shit that reminded you of shit in the past. It drove you crazy. I was getting Speed 2 flashbacks from oh the finale of Speed 2. Yeah. Because it did the same thing. It just kind it didn't go right through. It went through enough that it hit a fuck. We get the gag where it hits the fucking slot machine and, yeah. it, and then the sh- fuck this we're one. so close to ending this we can wrap this up so quickly but yeah no this, all this bullshit it fucking sucks again if you're gonna have one big action scene make it either the learner airfield or make it this don't right. have both because this makes no fucking well but this sense. is the perfect thing we could end it right here we could have the big fight between cyrus and poe after the plane just crashed, and then the movie's over with. No! We have no. to extend it more. And I want to bring up one other morality question here. Because our good cop, Vince, is like, you can't shoot these guys down because Poe's on there. And Duncan's argument is, I'm sorry. Well, he doesn't say I'm sorry. He says, fuck you. There's 45 convicts on that plane. We're bringing it down here where it can't harm anybody. And Vince goes, no! We can't! Poe's a good guy! I also, I gotta mention, though, when uh, Poe, just to make this episode longer, when Poe is like, when they're just about to crash and he wants to talk to Swamp Thing, stereotypical gay guy gets in his way to stop him, and he just goes, gives him a little bitch slap on his face. He goes, oh! And then, like, scatters, scurries away. (laughs) So the plane has crash-landed, Hard Rock Cafe. Cyrus and Swamp Thing scurry away, and they, 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 they... well, wouldn't you know? Everybody's just leaving the keys in the visor this day because the fire truck that's there, Swamp Thing jumps in there, starts driving it. Cyrus is on the ladder in the back, and they start taking off. Poe notices them. He's like, "Our job ain't done, Vince. Hop on them little old chip motorcycles right there. <laughs> Let's do a poncharello on this shit." Yeah, and good. you start following them on their little uh, cop motorcycles. We also see that Poe's family has been. Flown in yeah. through yes. the Vegas Strip with Duncan, all this Duncan is going on. Duncan actually flew it for him. Yeah, right. Yeah. Live action scene. They're just like, yeah, put the family here. Who cares? So they drive up on it. Poe uh, grabs on. There's like the ladder. He grabs the thing. We got these dangling. Cyrus does try to defend it by spraying him down. It doesn't work. They get to yeah. the car. Uh, Vince goes yeah. to the front. Cyrus goes to the or not Cyrus. Poe goes to the back. Yeah. So he's dangling. Um, 
uh, Cyrus grabs like a fire hook type thing. Yes. And starts trying to stab at Poe so we get that bullshit. He grabs it, snaps it with his wrist. Just yes. <laughs> like, if you, have you ever taken a hockey stick and just turned it and snapped it? That's what he is capable of doing. He's a Poe. real American hero. He learned he that in is. the army. So Stabs off Cyrus in the shin, or not the shin, the ankle yep. with it. And then while that's going on, Vince like gets he's on top of the cab. He shoots a hole in it, tells stop, and like Swamp Thing's like fuck you. So uh, Vince decides he's going to fill the cab with water. So he gets a hose. Oh, that's what happened. Yes. Oh my god, I hate this. Yeah, for, and this is what, this thing for a guy who just loves life. Swamp Thing is a horrible death because he's being drowned, and he also the the, the thing crashes eventually, and he blows up, and he's like. So he, he gets fire and water. I'm so confused about all this scene because I refuse to pay attention to it. It just so happened the first time I was wa- uh, doing notes. And second time, it just so happened that I was working on something. And I refuse to watch this ending because it's so fucking stupid because I know how it concludes for both of our villains. First of all, Cyrus gets beat up and he gets handcuffed to the ladder for the fire truck. Right. And, of course, you know, Nick Cage has a great line for him, uh, which I'm sure you're ready for. You ain't getting near my daughter. Buckle up, buckaroo. So the fire truck crashes. Well, what happens is Vince, like we said, he can he can master any kind of vehicle. So he lets the ladder go up. So the ladder's like vertical now. Okay. And then there's that walkway between the casinos, like a, a go yeah, crossing yep. the street. So somehow Cyrus survives going through a fucking bridge. Amazing. He falls on some electrical wires that just happen to be below. You deserve it. Somehow winds up in an area where there's like a pile driver just fucking operating. This is what infuriated me, (laughs) where I was like, I'm not going to go back and figure out what the fuck happened. Because what the fuck is suddenly that first scene outside of the bar, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is also oil rigs. You know, the oil no, derricks everywhere. Like, this, why is there a pile driver in the middle of nowhere? It's just the thing that... Like, Not in the middle of nowhere! The Vegas fucking street! But, but but that's the thing. They're in the middle of nowhere. You're right. We're in the middle of Vegas, but there's this secluded area. Yes, that's what I mean. We're yeah. in the middle of Vegas, and suddenly we're in the middle of fucking nowhere. I guess they're building a new casino, because they like the thing's for, like, pounding, like, girders and shit into the ground. Oh, okay. So that's what it's for, but for some reason, it's just there to break shit. Yeah, and oh God, it's so fucking so Somehow stupid. Cyrus winds up he gets thrown off the electrical wires he winds up there in the secluded area and he just happens to like head first like i need to take a nap so he just lies down where the pile yep. driver is head crushed head crushed poor swamp thing just crashes explosion the fire truck is on fire ironically oh, oh. god damn it we're almost there we're almost there there's still like one minute yeah all the all, all the bad guys are dead we've Paul, uh, we get a nice scene with Vince and uh, Duncan where he's like, here are the keys to your car. Yeah, well, let's not forget the nice scene between uh, Vince and Poe. Oh, I was going to, yeah, I was. Oh, that was later? Yeah. Vince and Poe. They learned that killing well, yeah, is good. Vince, Vince, or Poe. Oh, tell, you're right. Poe yeah. tell, po tells Vince, hey, I just want you to know, little mama, there's three men <laughs> I trust in life now, and you're one of them. And thank, then the handshake. And he goes, thank you very much. You're one of the good ones, brother. Thank you very much. And then he walks off. And then, yeah, then uh, Duncan and Vince bro up. And he's just like, hey. Even I, even the worst cop is still a cop. Right. <laughs> because this guy is the worst. Because that's the thing. He's like, Vince is like, I think he just murdered somebody. He's like, you're one of us now. I do like that Duncan was like, 
Now you see why I wanted to fucking down the plane <laughs> in the desert where no one will get hurt. Yeah, there's been a, a thousand casualties just alone on the strip. Yeah, but yeah. and but we saved those. We almost saved those prisoners' lives. And hippie Vince is just like, yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, I know a good car mechanic in Carson City. <laughs> and he's like, I didn't like that car anyway. So they're just bros for life this now. Fucking movie. <laughs> well, it's almost. Done. And Murray, don't worry. It's another big laugh to end it. <laughs> yeah. Well, now we got to see the the reuniting of. Oh shit! There's two more big endings. Yes, because Poe's got to meet up with his wife and his daughter. He's never seen Griff. It's the first time he's ever seen. If we if it is his daughter, we we, we there's some suspicions about that. In the beginning of this. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. The timelines do not add up at all unless there is some kind of way to put his ejaculate into some kind of mail and send him back to his wife because he was army. <laughs> Uh, maybe he got on. He got on leave for a week or Fuck, something. Fuck! I hate this movie. Well, let's wrap it up because I, this was a, a very touching scene because the daughter sees that mullet immediately, disgusted and freaked out. She does yes. not want to touch it, like, and even does like a minute to get a haircut before you know because he I, knows how frightening to a child a skull it would be. I believe that scene was ad lib, <laughs> and Nick Cage did the right thing by going, "Oh, little mama, I get it. I don't look like your mother. I see your temperature rising." <laughs> I'll cut my hair off because it's freaking you out. I uh, went to go to the barber, but uh, I ended up on the plane. And then we get that beautiful Celine Dion song, and they hug. No, it wasn't that. It was the same period, but no. Yeah, I can't remember. And Yeah, I don't remember. It was an awful song. It was very awful. I, I could just imagine Aerosmith singing it. That's how bad it was. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> And then we end with Garland winning at the casino. And I'm like, am I rooting for this guy now? He just fucking he murdered a million people and was bragging about it 15 minutes ago. I He said he murdered a child. It's so against everything in American culture because we love seeing – we love learning about, like, uh, psycho killers like him and yeah. learning well, about – Well, if you're a middle-aged white lady from the suburbs, you 100%. Are, yeah. True crime. And they want the uh, not the Gacy's, but who's the guy they they really like? They're attracted to uh, Ted Bundy. The Bundys, you know, Buscemi is no Bundy. He's a Gacy. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, but still, it's like they ended on a scene where you're like, oh yeah, good for him. <laughs> yeah. And look, I believe in the rehabilitation and everything, but it's just like I don't know if you're serial killer, you can be rehabilitated. I don't know how this works into the story at all. But then again, nothing. Setting about. up a sequel, Griff. Nothing. Air too. Nothing about this makes any. F- Let's be done. Yeah, there you have it. So that. So look, I need a. I need a break from these bombastic '90s, two-hour fucking movies. So next week, right? Kojak. Let's just do a Kojak. <laughs> no, close. It's a '70s movie, and it's a guy we have not talked about in a year. In I'm fact, happy almost to hear exactly it. a year, and a guy that's very important. He's one of the pillars, the four pillars of Golden Globus Theater. Oh boy, of Golden Globus, the company. Charles Bronson. Woo! But not just any Charles Bronson, Griff. We're going to do my favorite Charles Bronson movie, The Mechanic. Oh, nice. Nice. Ni- I think it's 90 minutes. Maybe it's hour 40. It's it's straightforward. There's not much of bullshit. We'll, we'll probably get it done in 90 minutes. I hope so, because we've we got quick turnaround. It's Monday now, Saturday. We, we usually get six days off. In I between. know. We're, this is going to be a rough week. Right. So we're doing the mechanic. We need. That's why we need a mechanic. That's why we need a movie we already know, right? And so, actually enjoy. Exactly. So we'll next week see you for the mechanic and keep it warm.